need your cigar at once, see? Welcome back to another episode of Anyways Back to the Godfather. Just a bit of a heads up, this was one of the episodes we recorded together and the audio is a little bit funky, so apologies for this month and probably for the next couple of months, just because of life changes and everything. I can't guarantee the audio quality will be as good, but hopefully eventually Film Club should be fine. Anyway. We'll just see how it goes, but apologies up front. We have an exciting new film for the month. Okay, the film <laughs> is... Crazy Rich Asians. Ooh! Have you, you haven't I seen haven't seen one? it. It's on my list. Okay. I wanted to do Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon 2, but mm. I think... Because you haven't seen this one. Right. And I love it, and... It's not as, like, critically acclaimed as Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon, but it is. Mm. And it's... Like a full Asian cast, so that's it was a really that's big cool. deal when it yeah. came out. And crew, I think. Oh, like cool! The whole like that director and she like casted. Yeah. And hired and hired everyone who worked Asian on people. It. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it is available to stream on TBS, TNT. What the? <laughs> I didn't know those were streaming services. Oh, stay tuned because I believe this month the departures roundtable discussion will be dropped. So. Keep an eye out for that. And other than that, I don't think we have any announcements. So we'll jump into the main topic of the episode, which is recapping our California trip. So Lauren and I try and take a trip every year. At least that's what we've been doing for the past... <laughs> that's what has happened. Past, uh, what? Was our, our first trip was to Disneyland in 2017? Yes, 2018. Yeah, not earlier than Five years of <laughs> friend trips. Um, so we went to California. It was inspired by the Godfather exhibit at the Academy Museum, but then we were able to get some other things that we wanted to do. Last time we visited California, in and just some, some all-around good time. So in true recap podcast fashion, where you have some top ten lists that will kind of recap everything. Um, hopefully be a little bit more interesting to listen to than just, and then on this day we did this. <laughs> so, anyway, we're gonna jump right on into that. Seven, we have seven categories. Alright, so we're gonna start off with characters that we met. So this is, we went to two theme parks, we went to Universal Hollywood and Disneyland. Um, so we're just ranking those. So the first, the last ones are really kind of just because we saw them from a distance. But that's Marilyn Monroe, Beetlejuice, and King Julian from Madagascar. We also saw the Green Army Men from afar. Oh yeah, we'll put them in this same little area. It was mostly right when we first got to Universal and we were really hungry, so we were eating. And Marilyn was just like right across the way and I was like, oh we should go talk to her. Because she didn't really have a lot of people stopping. And Lauren's food took a lot longer. (laughs) I don't know why. (laughs) So I had finished eating. But I was waiting for her to be done, and literally as soon as she finished, Marilyn left. So it just was kind of funny timing. And then I wanted to go meet Beetlejuice, because he was alone, and Lauren's scared of him. I'm also kind of scared of him, but not as scared of him as Lauren is, so I thought it'd be funny. But by the time we made it over to him, he was mobbed by people, and it just wasn't worth it. And then King Julian was, like, really taking his sweet time leaving set. I know, he was on his way out, but... And then the Green Army men were just cute, but we were... 
on a mission to go to Cars Land. So, the next characters were Peter Pan and Wendy, who we spied on the carousel, and they were just really cute. We didn't really stop or have an interaction with them, but it was fun. I think especially just because I've been working with Peter Pan, it was like, oh my gosh, Wendy, what? Which Walt Disney World, I think, is the only Disney park that doesn't have Wendy roaming with Peter. Why so. don't they do that? Because they're dumb. Then... The next characters were Red and Jack Sparrow. Red is the character, the female pirate, female bandits, <laughs> uh, from Pirates of the Caribbean that was added a couple years ago. And I've always wanted to meet her, so I was really excited to see her. They were, like, leaving, so I didn't really have a chance. And they kind of got mobbed, but... Mm -hmm. Everyone wanted to meet It was really fun to see them. They looked so good mm -hmm. in their outfits. I love Red so much. And then Geppetto. Okay, now we're getting into, like, characters that we actually have stories to share. So Geppetto was by Storybook Land Canals. And we were chasing down other characters, so we didn't really stop to take pictures with him, but he was being so cute. He was just standing right outside the Storybook Land, which has the huge whale that the Monstro. boat... Yeah, the um, boat drives through it to see the little castles and stuff. But he was yelling at them. <laughs> Not yelling, but... <laughs> gesturing wildly panicking that they were going into the whale, whale and like not trying yeah trying to convince the cast member not to take them in it was so cute we loved mad hatter and alice we it was really fun we got to see them as we were getting in line for mr toads and then uh they were doing they were on the teacups and it was funny because i just didn't realize how many people the teacups could take because I was like oh <laughs> if we got in line now we wouldn't be able to be in line with them but if we'd gotten in line like right when we got there we probably would have been able to ride on the same one uh -huh. but it was still really fun to just like watch it right. from afar I feel like it would have been hard to ride and watch so but the Mad Hatter was so he like went to the front of the line and then was making everybody step forward and then step backward and then step <laughs> forward and then step backward it was really funny and, and he, like, kept messing with the ride attendant, too. <laughs> and then Alice got in a teacup with a little family, and then the Mad Hatter was pouring tea into the cup. Oh, yeah, that was so cute! I loved! <laughs> and then he got into a teacup, too, and they rode around with them. And then they were- I thought they were just gonna leave, but they kept talking to the next group that was coming in. So I don't know if they rode again or not, because we yeah, left. We Decided we had watched them for long enough. It was super cute. Big fans. And then it was Captain Hook, which Lauren met. And you told him, I couldn't really keep I just told him, I'm ready to join the pirates. <laughs> and he gave me the okay sign. <laughs> <laughs> and then posed for a picture, and that was it. Oh, he also was pointing at you, like he liked you. But oh. then, I think since I was taking the picture, he just posed. But then we also met Mater. So we wanted to meet Lightning McQueen, and then Lightning left. So we met Mater instead. And he, oh, he was so cute. The little boy in front of us had, mm -hmm. like, a toy Mater. Mm -hmm. And he just kept being like, wait, you're a Mater? Then who am I? <laughs> like, he was so cute. <laughs> I loved it. And he said, like, goodbye, Mini Mater. It was really adorable. And then it was our turn, and we wanted to sing him our favorite Mater song, which is from... Car shorts. Your favorite Mater song. Uh, how do you not love it? I don't think I've even watched that. Oh, you showed it to me, actually, Yeah, it's but. the best. It's just, like, Mater being in a rock band, or 
metal band. I don't know. But he just sings, Daggum, Daggum, Daggum. And it's so funny. And so we tried to sing it for him, but I don't know. Yeah, I think he appreciated it. Well, I think it's really hard for him to hear anyone except for the line of the character attendant. Yeah. Who's speaking into a microphone. Yeah. So he could only. And the. The character tenant did not hear us. <laughs> the character tenant showed us So down. he did not tell Mater that we were singing it, so Mater didn't yeah. hear us. But it was a good time. So He did say that we were very lovely or something. Yeah. Something And that, that he, we had made his day. It was cute. Our number five top character is oh, Norman Bates. He was on the Universal Backlot Tour. And we knew he was going to be there because we, I've seen the videos many a time. But because of Halloween Horror Nights, they set up in front of the motel. So where he usually comes out was not in the same spot. So we were on the wrong side of the tram, even though we planned to be on the right side. But he was still very fun when we passed the Bates house. He was there and being nice and spook. It was spooky. Lauren was screaming. So I was satisfied. <laughs> oh, I love him. All right, our number four character encounter was Rapunzel and Flynn. I had to convince Lauren to meet them, but I'd never met Flynn Rider, so I wanted to. And yeah, we had a fun conversation. We talked about satchels and Maximus and Pascal being incognito. He pulled the crown out of the satchel. Mm-hmm. It's cute. It's fun. We had a good time. Then number three. And he also oh. rubbed my back. Oh, that's right. <laughs> After the photo. That's, that is literally the only reason he's above Norman. <laughs> I, I was quite shook. <laughs> for like at least 15 minutes, I... Oh, it sounded like he rubbed your back for 15 minutes. <laughs> no. For 15 minutes afterwards, I kept being like, oh my gosh, he rubbed my back. <laughs> Our number three character interaction was so fun. I think this might be my number one. But it was just me. I met Frankenstein and his bride. I guess Frankenstein's monster and his bride. When we were walking through Universal, we saw Frankenstein's monster leaving. And I was like, oh my gosh, I'm so sad. We went and did a ride. And then we came back and I just listened to my heart and I was able to find them. <laughs> she was like, she's like, let's just go look for characters. And we just did a little loop. And she's never even been in this park before. <laughs> We did a loop, and suddenly they were right there, and I was shocked. <laughs> but it was fun because his bride was there, too, and they were so fun. And people were just kind of, like, taking pictures of them and leaving. And they talked about my hair, and I gave them both high fives. It was so fun. I loved meeting them, and they just made me so happy. And Frankenstein's monster kept grunting at me, and I just felt <laughs> so special. I could not hear the grunts. <laughs> and... His bride was so beautiful, and she was so fun. They were just... Oh, because I was like, yeah, I want my hair to be like yours. It's curly, but, like, how do I get the streaks? Like, should I do lightning or electricity? And they were pointing at Frankenstein's monster's bolts, and so I need to get some of those. <laughs> just attach those to your neck. Yeah. Oh, they were so cute, and I loved them. And I just had no idea that they'd be there either. It was mm -hmm. so fun. I know. Frankenstein was very... Um, very heavily featured at Universal yes. Hollywood. Hey, he is their Mickey Mouse. <laughs> I guess. He has his own parking lot. Park mascot. Our number two character interaction was with Mirabelle. 
She was really fun. We were on our way to Big Thunder Mountain, and she didn't really have a long line. And I thought her line was closed. But I, maybe that's why it wasn't long, because it yeah. just kind of looked like it wasn't... Like, there wasn't a line. So yeah. it was like, is she, is she there to meet right. people? But no one said anything, so we walked on over. And she was so cute. And it was my first time meeting her, because she doesn't have me in green. Walt Disney World. And we complimented her on her sewing skills. And she told us that her dress was missing something, and I was like, uh-oh, I've only seen Encanto once, I'm not gonna be able to pull out this, like, like, deep cut. your name? And she's like, it's missing pockets! And then it was really cute, because all dresses should have pockets. We talked about that. It was really fun. I really liked her. Mm-hmm. Then, our number one character interaction. <laughs> Casual Mickey. Cashmook! <laughs> and Mickey in Toontown. He stays up so late! I just couldn't get over how late Disneyland is open. It's open till midnight. I'm so used to Florida hours. And like in Magic Kingdom, which is the latest park, it's only open till 11. But Mickey, you can only meet him up till 10 o'clock. So it just, I was like, what on earth, Mickey? Why are you out this late? We all need to go to bed. Also in Toontown. Like, yeah, like where so the kids far go. away. And yeah, it was very late. And it was our last character interaction of the day. It was. The second to last thing we did in the park. He was just so nice. He kissed our hands. Without even us asking. He's in his casual wear, which I'm a big fan of. And I, when I was standing in line, I just was like, oh my gosh, I really miss working with Mickey. This is like making me a little bit emotional. And I feel like when I got up there, he was like, just giving me all the love. And so I was like, Mickey, you miss me too. So it was sweet. And then he was really upset that Lauren didn't have a pin of him, his face. On my bag. On she knows all my buttons. Yeah. And asking, asked me where his button was. Yeah. But Sarah hasn't made a Mickey Mouse button yet, so I don't <laughs> have one. And then he gave her the I'm watching you signal with his hands. Scary. Um, But yeah, Sarah, Mickey is going to be in the public domain pretty soon, so just saying. And those are our favorite character interactions. Okay, our next um, recap category is references to film club films or cinema films. So we did do a lot of film stuff since it was Hollywood, so we saw a lot of references to many films. But um, So one of them was Scarface, which was in our first cinema, 2020. So he, they just had like a overlay of Scarface in the line for the studio tour, because apparently it's a universal film. And then randomly, when we were um, in line for Mickey at Toontown at Disneyland, there was a girl ahead of us who was really awkward with Mickey. She was like, she was I'm really... afraid to hug him! Yeah, she was scared of him. But <laughs> she, she ended up hugging him eventually. She did. Um, but she had a Scarface jacket, or a t-shirt. I think it was, yeah, just a shirt. Um, and that just felt like something really weird to wear to Disneyland, but... So well, it just also was like, you're wearing this shirt that's, like, pretty intense, and you're scared of Mickey Mouse? <laughs> <laughs> um, so she needs to get her priorities sorted. <laughs> Other references, there, there is a big montage at the beginning of the, w, beginning of the WB studio tour, and there was a clip from Mad Max in that, which was also Cinema 2020. Um, and then in the Academy Museum, there was a huge compilation of a bunch of different films in the very beginning, 
on the first floor of the museum, which we sat and watched forever. We'll talk about it later, yeah. Mm -hmm. But it had reference, it had clips from Metropolis, which was another cinema movie, Strictly Ballroom, which you'll remember was Film Club last year, The Good, The Bad, and The Ugly, Grave of the Fireflies, Pan's Labyrinth, Taxi Driver, and Steamboat Bill Jr., which were all cinema films. We also saw like a sketch from the Iron Giant and like a, a random sketch of different characters from Mutiny on the Bounty. <laughs> um, those were both cinema films. And then there was a clip of Meryl Streep winning her Oscar for Sophie's Choice and we love her. That was a cinema movie as well. And then um, there was Porco Rosso merch in the gift shop, also cinema. Another section of the Kennedy Museum had clips from like animation and then clips from space movies and there was a clip from American Tale and then there was a clip from Arrival in the space. It's quite a lengthy one too. Yeah. It had its own time in the sun. And it was like all three sections. Like it was kind of three sections all going at the same time and they were all about Arrival. So that was fun to see it get some love from the Academy, and then Metropolis again was in that compilation. Um, there were also some props. There was a Frank Sinatra's outfit from Guys and Dolls, which was from Cinemonth. The boat from Us, which was also Cinemonth. And then uh, um, we saw the house on the WB lot tour where Harvey lives apparently yes but where they filmed it was the house that jimmy stewart lived in for harvey at least the facade i don't know if it was the right house but so fun i feel like because we were going down that street and they were sharing all these things that were filmed there and i'm like man not interested and then we passed it and they were like oh why we were talking about bunnies is because that's where harvey was filmed and laura and i were like oh (laughs) like tried to take pictures oh that was at universal yeah yeah This is Rachel from the future, but I was so happy that our tour guide pointed out this house because, and that we took a picture of it, because I had remembered that I had done research a couple years ago because I realized that the Simmons Mansion and the Psycho House look very similar. Simmons Mansion obviously being from Ghost Mr. Chicken, but they had like a very similar design and I was like, oh my gosh, what if they were the same house? And I think they were based off of the same design um like the Simmons Mansion was based off of the Psycho House but it wasn't the same one that they used and I like remembered that I couldn't remember if it had been destroyed or relocated or something like that so we went on the tour and then when I came back to Utah I was like I should just look it up and see like was is that the actual Psycho House did they use it in Ghost Mr. Chicken and then I was looking at it and it was like oh no it's on this street that we went on and I was like oh my gosh what if I passed it and I wasn't even aware Turns out it's actually the Harvey house. The Harvey house that they used. They remodeled it to be in Ghost of Mr. Chicken. It has been, like, done, made up differently now. But if Lauren doesn't post the picture, ask me for the picture. Because you can see it. And, oh my gosh, it was so amazing. It's probably a good thing I didn't know it at the time. Because I would have gone out and, like, been arrested or something. I would have made a stop and go out in front. But... Oh my gosh, I've seen the ghost of Mr. Chicken House. My life is complete. And so that was fun. Reference to Harvey. And then... So other 
just random references. <laughs> we kept clinking our glasses or our suitcases or whatever. Anything. Kept saying dink just like Marlon. Um, we our hotel was on Sunset Boulevard, and there was also clips from Sunset Boulevard in various um, movie compilations. Uh, so that was a fun reference to our film club. Um, there was. A Curious George parking lot at Universal, so a reference to that from last year's film club. And then on Sunday it rained a lot, which we'll talk about later, but um, we were jumping through the puddles and singing in the rain, and so we did, uh, we were reminded of Bill Cunningham going and working in the rain in New York. I think it's more like the snow, but yeah, like when people are jumping over the puddles and he would catch them mid-jump. Mm-hmm. And then singing in the rain was another cinnamon Alright, our next category is new rides. We actually surprisingly did a uh, series of new experiences for either one or both of us. Um, Surprising just because I feel like, especially for Disneyland, that's something we frequent quite often. I don't believe I've ever been to Universal Hollywood. I might be corrected on that, but uh, we did 10. It's perfect. (laughs) Alright, so our top 10 new rides or experiences. (laughs) Number 10 on our list is from Disneyland in Toontown. Roger Rabbit's cartoon spin. I don't think I've ever ridden it before, or when I did I was really young. Like, I never really went to Toontown. It obviously got the new remodel recently, so it was worth checking out. But Lauren had just barely recently watched the movie, so it was like, oh, that's go on it. It'll be fun. I also saw like a video about how like the innovation of using the teacup spinning Mm -hmm. on like a dark ride. So I was like, oh, I feel like I should like go experience it. It, I I was shocked at how long of a wait it was consistently throughout the entire day. It was always 40 minutes or higher, which was just not worth it for us. So... (laughs) Like, even right after the second parade, we tried to go get in line, and it was only a 20-minute wait, and then they came over the intercom, and they're like, it is now actually 40 minutes. If you got in line earlier, it's going to be a longer wait than what you thought. And it's because it's such a slow loader, like, the capacity for rides is just very low. You can only take, like, four at a time max with each load. Right. So, (laughs) it's just, yeah, it's not, like, very efficient. But, and like, it was, I feel like the queue was more fun mm-hmm. than the actual ride, because the ride had nothing to do with the movie or the plot or anything like that. It just had, like, random characters yeah. and random references, but like nothing. And dip and yeah. So, one and done. It was number ten on our list. <laughs> number nine was Go-Go Gadget. It's another Toontown attraction. Like, a just a tiny little roller coaster for kids. Um, I, when we got on it, or got in the line, I was like, I know I've done this before. Like, suddenly it came flooding back to me. Like, I thought I had dreamed it, but I think I did it with my friends when we went for tour, but just a cute little roller coaster. Akin to the no longer existent, uh, Barnstormer in Walt Disney World. Uh. (laughs) Uh, but yeah, it's cute. It was, we wrote it in the dark. It was like one of the last things that we did. So it was like more, it was faster than I expected, which also helps me understand that Barnstormer is the fast, was the fastest roller coaster before Tron in Magic Kingdom. That's crazy. Which is just wild because it feels like Space Mountain or Big Thunder Mountain should be faster, right. but it's 
wild. Okay, number eight is Jurassic World. This was in Universal in the lower lot. He had to really get a, take a trek to get there. But it's very similar to the one in Orlando, just updated visuals and animatronics, and it was cool. I felt myself pretty getting pretty nostalgic for like the broken down dank one. <laughs> and they're just because there were sections that felt like it maybe it relied a little bit too much on screens or there were long sections without really any sort of storytelling. Like I feel like on the lift, it was just like Chris Pratt and what's her name from Jurassic World. That's me. <laughs> <laughs> so I didn't love that, but there were really cool animatronics, especially near the end. There was like this huge one that was very impressive. So, and always a fun drop. Oh, yeah, the drop is the best part, but it's not worth a 60-minute wait. We were like, originally I was like, oh, we can just wait. Like, what else are we going to do? And then we saw the line, and I was like, I don't know if I actually want to wait in this. And so we did single rider, and they were like, you will not be in the same boat. And I was like, yeah, that's fine. It's okay. And then we ended up being in the same boat, and the people next to Lauren bailed, and I (laughs) didn't see it in time, but we, we could have sat next to each other, which was funny. Um, seven is Snow White's Enchanted Wish. We've done, I mean, I've done this before, but of course we've done Snow White's Scary Adventure, and they changed that a couple years ago, so it's less scary for the kids, I guess. Um, and probably so it's a little bit more like the Snow White Mine Train, Seven Dwarfs Mine Train in Disney World. I feel like they got some inspiration from that. Yeah, and like the main... Uh, it's obviously maybe like a long time in coming because the main complaint with that ride originally was the Imagineers were making it so you were seeing everything from the perspective of Snow White, so like you were Snow White, but then when people go on it, they're like, it's Snow White's ride and she's literally not in it, and so they like miss the point of that. So there's so much like, it's so Evil Queen heavy. (laughs) And so that kind of remedies it. I think they eventually did put at least one Snow White animatronic in, Mm-hmm. Um, back in the day, but now there's a lot more of her. I the my favorite practical effect of like the turn when she's her transformation is still there, which is the only thing I deeply care about. But <laughs> I kind of miss all the times she would pop up and laugh at you. So, but it's it's fun. It's well done. All right, number six is the Mummy LA version. This is in Universal Hollywood, and it's pretty similar to the one in Orlando. I think I prefer the one in Orlando, but mostly because I feel like the story in Orlando is a little bit stronger. Like Yeah, there's no guy at the beginning warning you. Yeah, and, and the, like, serve me and receive treasures, and then, like, the there was nobody p- to pop out and scare you. I was so sad. Yeah, there were those guys, like, right before... There were a few scary guys. <laughs> and there were, like, skeletons and mm. half-dead bodies. So I was so scared. <laughs> but it didn't have the same effect. Right. But in Orlando, you, like, go to the beetle room, and then you turn around, and then you shoot up. And in this one, it was weird. You just, like, launched. And then halfway through, instead of having the, like, fake-out ending, which is so fun, <laughs> you had the you, the beetle room. And I will say, they had the effect of the beetles touching your feet working, which was fun. Um, they, like, shot things out, and it, spooky but then you just go backwards for like the second half of the ride which was fun because the like the ghost projections felt very jump scary Mm -hmm. because they just kind of popped out of nowhere instead of like where you can maybe anticipate them so it was really really fun definitely deserves its 
uh, number six seed, but I don't know. It just lacked a little bit of the charm, I think, of the Orlando version, especially because yeah. there's no Brendan or ghostly swoosh to welcome you back. <laughs> so I will say a- And it doesn't come back empty. <laughs> that's true. And there's only one loading platform, so it's not as efficient either, mm-hmm. but maybe ride 5.5 <laughs> on the list was we also did the Harry Potter castle ride which is very much the same except for they had so many dementors like there yeah, were parts that, that scary. Like, when you would look up all of a sudden like there are just dementors swarming and that was really cool and the dragon was broken oh yeah <laughs> so his mouth was just stuck shut <laughs> so five was the parade at Disneyland I forgot what it's called magic happens there's, like, tons of video of it online. I think my favorite one is Merlin and King Arthur. Because Merlin does some crazy high-step-and-dance moves. <laughs> He's getting into it on the parade, which doesn't seem... I don't know, I haven't seen that movie, but it seems a little out of character. Oh, no, it's very in okay. character. <laughs> Merlin's <Cute>. crazy. <laughs> yeah, I really like the dancers. I feel like normally in parades, I, like, don't super care. Like, I'm just like, give me the characters, but I feel like the way that they brought so many different elements to life was super fun, and they were really enjoyable to watch. Maui, shout out to Biz and The Rock, did this amazing hair flip and, like, pointed right at us, so I felt happy about that. I wasn't watching. <laughs> Lauren didn't like him. She was scared. He was really large. The worst part of the parade is also right before him, so I understand that you were, like, still recovering from that. <laughs> Just hey hey, the worst. He's in a little basket going around. Hated. But it's fun. I don't know, I really like the floats, the costumes, and the music's cute. And oh, I love there's this section and it's just Tiana and Naveen and they just break it down. They're so fun to watch them dance. They're really cute together. And Aurora's dress is amazing. And they had the three fairies that yeah. I love. I feel like I don't see them very often. Yeah. So. Um, and there's a cocoa float, too, that's really pretty. Oh, yeah. With I the Marigold Bridge. And Lauren loved the dip between Aurora and Prince Philip. He dips her all the way to the ground. <laughs> Two kinds of dip and then <laughs> that part. <laughs> dip, but not the drug dip. Dole dip. No, the dip from Roger Rabbit. Oh. It's <laughs> like right. chip dip? <laughs> <laughs> the uh, number four experience is the Kung Fu Panda <laughs> show, which replaced Shrek 4D. So you can imagine about the quality. <laughs> but Lauren requested it go to number four, so. <laughs> I just, there's no Kung Fu Panda representation at all. I mean, Poe mm. dances a little bit in the... Yeah. danced. Right. I never saw him personally <laughs> at Universal Orlando. So I was so excited to find out there is a Kung Fu Panda themed experience mm-hmm. in Hollywood. And it has Mr. Ping. I don't know if it has actually James Hong's voice, but I was very pleased to see him in a n- more content. And Shifu, not Master Ugui though, that was unfortunate. It's just so random that Mr. Ping is with Poe on this, like, adventure fight. Yeah. Mick Winger as Poe, Fred Tatasikor as Shifu. 
James Hong as Mr. Oh, Payne. Oh, good! It sounded too much like James Hong. Like, yeah. I would have been very impressed if that was someone else. It sounded like old James Hong. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, there isn't a source attached to this, to be sure, but Anna Kendrick apparently came back to do Poppy, so it's well, not outside the realm of possibility that they got the original voice actor. Number three is the canoes! <laughs> the <laughs> Davy Crockett canoes! <sighs> this was something, I think, so I went with my mom and Andrew last year, last spring, and I didn't even know that the canoes existed, I don't think, until I was looking at all the rides, like, planning and... Um, saw that the canoes were an actual like attraction and so that was our plan was to do it but they were like down all day so we were really disappointed about it so this year I convinced Rachel that we had to do the canoes because I had never done them before and I really wanted to and I love the Davy Crockett song so much so and because it's in the country bears but also it's just such a jam so we went and did them, and we almost fell in the lake, <laughs> because they're literally canoes. <laughs> they're well-constructed, so like you're not going to flip over super easily, but it is not outside the realm of possibility of falling in. And then you just literally canoe around the lake once. <laughs> and it was amazing, and I'm so happy we did it. And I don't know why it's so high on our list, but uh, that's definitely only Lauren's input, <laughs> because I did not love it. But it was a new experience it was for a, both of us. Yes. Yeah, it was okay. I was really hungry. I was, it was not... It was a little grumpy. Not the best timing for me. I told you I was hungry. I know, but there wasn't any food nearby, unfortunately. So, I was not super stoked to do this, and it almost went south. Well, it did <laughs> go south, but uh, it could have been worse. I just, like, if you're looking for something new to do that you've never done at Disneyland before, it is a good option. I feel like it, if you want to, like, maybe maximize your time, it's maybe not the best thing. <laughs> it's not super thrilling. Yeah, it's like, it just, and maybe that was the other thing, too, is we were, like, about to get on the other one, and then we had to wait, and it felt like it took them forever to come back oh, around. yeah. Um, but it was, it made for some good memes, for sure. All the people, like, in charge of it, too, the ride attendants. Yeah, were, like, self-hating. Really, yeah, like, they knew they were in the most hated ride. Yeah. They kept being like, well... It's your own fault for choosing the only ride here that's man-powered. Ride. Yeah. And, like, we'll be here for 30 more minutes. Yeah, it was it was funny. It was a good time. I think if I had maybe been able to experience it when I wasn't super hungry, it would have been a better experience, but then we wouldn't have had the near-death right. experience that we did have. We had to time it that <laughs> Number two was the studio tour. This was something Lauren's done before, but it had been a while and she did not see as many films or maybe wouldn't appreciate it as much as she did this time. And then a lot of it we had experienced because most of the like quote-unquote ride sections of it have been cut and pasted in Orlando as the Fast and the Furious ride and the Kong ride. But we did finally get to do the Jaws one, which was fun. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was fun. It was cool to see the back lot. I think we'll talk a little bit more about it later. Number one new ride experience is the Mario ride at Universal in Nintendo Land. Neither of us have done this before. It's brand new as of like last, the end of last year. So it was brand new for both of us. The queue was really amazing. Like it, I think we waited 
We were supposed to wait 90 minutes. I mm-hmm. think we only waited an hour. Yeah. But I felt like it went by really fast. Um, the theming's really, really cute. You've got the Mario music to the whole theme. Yeah, which is high praise because I feel like I'm a Mario fan, but I really only played, like, the Game Boy versions. I never really played. I thought it was cute and enjoyable, but it's high praise coming from you who come from a video game family. Yeah, I think if you love Mario, then you'll love it because it's just really well done. Lots of really fun details in there. And then the actual ride is, you've got these really cool, like, almost, not a VR headset, but it kind of feels like it's got a visor that, like, shows you the other characters on there that you have to, like, Yeah, you can see through it, but then it adds a layer, like a digital layer effect. So you're seeing the practical ride, but then there's, like, 3D elements to it. Um, and then you're on the ride that's like kind of like a dark ride, like you're on a Mario Kart, going through courses, and it has really fun like segments from different actual real race courses on Mario Kart, so very cute, very fun, would recommend. Yeah. I really only heard negative things about it, so I was pleasantly surprised at how fun I thought it was. I kind of would rather get rid of like the whole, and I know this is like counter to the whole point of land, but I'm like, I take away the gaming element of it. Like, I'd rather just experience the dark ride, and like, I wish I could have seen more of the practical effects. I was so focused on like turning at the right time and like shooting at the right time that I think if I were to go on it again, I probably wouldn't put. Uh huh. There's a lot going on at once, and I think they were trying to make it like an innovative ride. Yeah, where you're participating in it, and so, like, so that was different than just, like, a regular ride. And it's not, like, very high speed or anything either, but yeah, riding it multiple times would also be... For sure. And I, I think they, like... Enjoyable. ...were largely successful. Like, I... It was really cool. I really liked it overall. Mm-hmm. There's a reason it's number one on our list. Okay. Disappointments and bumps in the road. Fourteen, so... Wow, lots of bumps. <laughs> Uh, number 14, <laughs> the, this is, uh, things that we got spooked at because we watched Nope. So we knew that Nope was going to be part of the studio tour at Universal, and I'd seen it and Lauren hadn't, but I was inspired to rewatch it on the flight, and I didn't get super far into it, and Lauren had only seen a little bit of it, but throughout the weekend we like would watch bits and pieces of it and finally watch the entirety of it and so anytime things would come up that would remind us of nope we were just like extra spooked so try and stay free from spoilers but there's a part where there's like a like a little tiny amusement park but it feels very much like a fair and then there's like a a big dust storm if you will it's quite scary (laughs) yeah and so when we were on mickey and minnie's runaway railway there's a part where the tornado comes to the fair and Lauren was extra spooked by it because it just felt reminiscent it of It felt that. exactly like everyone was gonna die. <laughs> and then, of course, there is the very infamous, so scary, the chimp scenes in Nope. And so we actually ended up riding Jungle Cruise twice, once in the morning and once at night. Every time we floated by the boat that is overrun by the chimps, we got so scared of the noises. Especially at night. Yeah. They're like glaring at you from the dark. Very unsettling. So that some of these, as you'll see, are like kind of funny bumps in the road. We're not like trying to be major downers <laughs> or complain. I wish my Ellie was here. <laughs> <laughs> this is... 
Number 13. We, uh, so we were able to go see my friend from elementary school. We'll talk about her later, but she was taking us to go. Well, we were sitting on her roof, and there was this helicopter just, like, hovering above us for, like, at least 10 minutes. I think longer, because we, we were, were out outside for a, for a bit, and then when we went inside, it was still there. So it was, we had no idea what was going on. And her roommate was being so funny. She just kept being like, what crime is happening? I wish I had the app that would tell us what crime is going down. So then they were taking us to go get some ice cream and we passed this like caution tape and police cars, like this blocked off street. And Moyer was like, is that, is there a body? Like, did somebody get shot? And Rachel was like, oh, there's a body. <laughs> I... I swear I saw, like, like the right amount of, like, lumps in a tarp, and I was just like, when, since Moira said it, it was just in my head, and I was like, oh my gosh, that is, I was so freaked out, it was so scary, because um, we were like, is it a shooting, is it, like, a car accident? Right, because with the helicopter, you think of something more sensational. Yeah. Yeah, so, then, um, when we were eating our ice cream, Mina found a tweet about a sinkhole that had <laughs> appeared due to heavy rains, <laughs> which we'll also talk about in momentarily. Um, and then later Moira texted me, she and she said that she and Mina were going to go for a walk to dis- investigate, and she said sinkhole confirmed. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, nothing actually sinister or anything like that. Who knows what we saw, but it just was, it was funny. But probably an inconvenience for the people who live and use that road. The next, we're starting to get into some injuries, <laughs> minor injuries. Number 12 is... I just kept getting battered at Disneyland. At one point, a child just, like, punched my leg. They were, like, just swinging their arms aggressively as they were walking by, and so they, like, just made perfect oh, contact Oh, I imagined that they were just, just in their like, stroller and, and then just, just went, punched. Pfft. No, it was not, not so aggressive, but... It was an accident. Um, at one point, it was when we were going to Toontown, and everyone was rushing to go to Toontown, and some lady just, like, took me out with her stroller. It hurts so bad on the back of my leg. Because you were like, the dip! And so I, like, hesitated, and she just, oh, no. <laughs> So it's Aurora's fault. Uh, and then, also, we were singing the Winnie the Pooh song in line. And some child, like, stepped pretty forcefully on my ankle. And it... <laughs> bless you. Thank you. <laughs> made an appearance in the song. So. And which, I'll now throw it to your number 11 injury. Oh, we, so we did single rider on the Matterhorn, and so they just put us in the very last car. Somehow, like, there were so many groups of six, or two and four, or whatever, mm-hmm. so it took a while, not a while, but longer than expected mm-hmm. to get on single rider. But then, um, there's a group of five, so then I was on the very back of the car, and I don't think I've ever been in the very back of the Matterhorn car, because it was so intense. <laughs> like, I don't know how else to describe it. Just, like, so shaky and so, um, jarring, just, I, you always hear the jokes about, like, it's a chiropractic experience, like, it's giving you a back massage, but the next day at church, I, like, sat back on the hardwood bench, and I was like, oof, I think my spine is bruised, like, I, it's better now, but there was definitely some sort of bruise on Because you, you told me you were pretty, like, bracing yourself, right? And so, like, oh, yeah. you were relaxed against the back? No, because, yeah, if when you relax against the back, it was hurting my shoulders and my head. Okay, yeah. So Which I, is like, why I had to give myself a, <laughs> my own personal headrest. So I had sat forward to protect my head, and then, so it was just my lower back that was right, kind of protruding out against it. Um, 
some of this a little painful for me. <laughs> Getting too old for my matter hole. <laughs> Number 10 was, there was, Carl was out meeting and Lauren was like, I want to get a picture. And I was like, do you want to meet him? And she's like, no, I'll just get a picture. I'm like, oh, the line is not long. Let's just meet him. And we were maybe like a couple families away and we found out that Doug got stuck in a tree and he had to go call Russell and this whole thing. So he left and Lauren, it was kind of like, oh, that's too bad. But then as we were walking away, Lauren was like, I didn't even get a picture. <laughs> so it was sad. Number nine was uh, that, so the Radiator Springs Racers was closed for refurbishment, which we didn't find out until the morning of. And then I really wanted to do Luigi's Family Dancers, whatever it's called, um, because when Rachel and I did it five years ago, it was just so fun. Like we were dancing to, it was the Hey Mambo song. And we were dancing, and it, like, jerks you around crazy, and we were just, I was, like, giggling maniacally. <laughs> but every time we were, like, in the Cars Land area, it was closed. And then, and we saw some guy working on it as we walked past. Yeah. <laughs> but then when we, uh, we were over in the Animation Academy, whatever, and it was back up, and so we, like, booked it over there, and it was broken again. Yeah, like, as soon as we got there. Because there were a lot of people that came back. We were trying to get on it because you were in the bathroom oh. and I like walked over to mm-hmm. it to kind of see what was going on and it seemed like people had just gone back in line and then they'd shut it down sad again, so so it just didn't cooperate with us so we didn't get to do that one number eight is another tragedy for Lauren which was uh, at the end of our universal day we were trying to get dinner at City Walk Lauren was going to get a chicken sandwich and then it was like gonna be 20 minutes for them to make it for you they just said to everyone online it's gonna be a 20 minute wait it's not okay with everyone and i was like no (laughs) she was like i'll just get a chicken sandwich another day and then the next day was we were at disneyland and they have these new restaurants open for san francisco and one of them is this asian restaurant that had it's like an asian fusion restaurant yeah like a chicken sandwich she was excited for and the app wasn't working and then the line was too long and so Lauren bailed again on her chicken sandwich so there was just this joke and every time people would pass by with the chicken sandwich or I don't know it just I became a, yeah <laughs> actual tears <laughs> it just became a joke of like the chicken sandwich that would never be another food disappointment seven. number seven so right before the canoes we were over in New Orleans Square and Rachel really wanted her beignets so that she could prove that the Disneyland beignets are better than the Disney World ones. And the Mardi Gras. Universal. And the Universal ones. And so, it's closed. <laughs> <laughs> They're making the Tiana's Palace, which, it, actually, I think it opens in, like, two weeks. Yeah, like, September. Yeah. Which and, is? Which is exciting, and it's going to be really cute. Mm-hmm. But it was closed, so no beignets. No beignets. And it, I had been working up my appetite. I was so ready to eat them. And I was denied, and so I was, it did not set me up for success with the canoes. <laughs> that is why, now you know why, I was especially upset and hungry. Did not bounce back from that disappointment well. <laughs> number six is, due to circumstances that we'll talk about in number five, we were not able to go visit the Getty, and also we wanted to see my friend Lauren Nielsen, because she lives out there now. I haven't met her daughter, so I was excited to do that, but there was a COVID scare, and then the weather was not cooperating, so we didn't actually be, we weren't able to make that happen, so 
We have no reason to go back there. Disappointment. <laughs> Number six. Five. I cannot count. It's okay. <laughs> this was probably, this was just very unfortunate that we knew that it was probably going to, well, the forecast said it was going to rain on Sunday mm -hmm. and Monday, but then found out it was due to a hurricane that was hitting, um, like Baja, California, and Mexico. So, and then it was going to hit officially on Sunday. Um, and it had downgraded to a tropical storm, but our phones were still, like, alerting us. Do not go outside. There is a flash flood warning. Tropical well, storm, Hillary. Yeah, and I think, like, in the week while I was still in Utah, it was like, oh, it's just going to be, like, a little bit rainy because of the hurricane. And then, like, over the weekend, it developed into, like, more of a concern where it was like, oh, it, the path is tracking more to where it's going to be more inland and it's going to, like, be... It's going to have basically the amount of rainfall that Southern California gets in a year, in a day, and California's just, like, not built to equip. Like, they're, they're not equipped to handle that much rainfall in a single day. So there was a lot of concern and a lot of talk about, like how bad the flooding was going to be and if there was going to be flash floods and mudslides and different stuff like that. I wasn't super worried about like some of those things for the more urban areas that we were, but there were still a lot of like warnings and the different news stations that I would look at were like talking about how LA specifically was going to be affected. And in my head, I was expecting an Orlando style of tropical storm with like crazy intense winds and so much water. And it did rain a lot, but it wasn't the intense rain <laughs> so I'm just picturing like what's hap what happened in November of last year t for me in this state that is like ill-equipped to handle it and so I was like I don't want us to get stranded especially if we're going to be so far away from our hotel and closer to the beach I guess the Getty is the Getty Villas closer to the beach than the Getty oh yeah I had not I had struck in that <laughs> when I found out it was going to be raining yeah but yeah then our like phones just kept getting these alerts about flooding and so I just got like pretty stressed out and I didn't want to, us to be stranded or like put a strain on other people or and it become an inconvenience or a problem for other people since we're just like visitors and tourists. So we had to bail on some of our plans, but it was pretty rainy. There were some moments where it was like a little bit windy, but nothing crazy. And then <laughs> we were just in our hotel and we're watching a movie and as soon as it ended, the bed just like started to shake. I really was like, Lord, was that you? <laughs> and it wasn't me. <laughs> it was just a little earthquake. It was... And then our, my phone buzzed, and it was like, earthquake alert, stop, drop, and take hold. I know. Yeah, my phone never got any sort of... They did not instruct me what to do. But it was, like, super minor. It was not a big earthquake. But I was like, what is happening? <laughs> I was a little worried that it was, like, a pre-earthquake, and that there yeah, was going to be gonna another be one. one. And I was like... We're on the second floor. I don't feel super safe, but yeah. nothing else happened. Yeah, it pretty it kind of derailed our plans for Sunday, but that was the day. That was the perfect day to have it mm -hmm. because we really didn't have anything set in stone, and the things that we did have planned were like free. Mm -hmm. And the Getty, Lauren wanted to do a lot of the outside parts, which were closed because of the rainstorm. And number four was our bathroom door in the hotel was just not uh, it's a little too big for its frame or something because <laughs> yeah. it would not shut unless you like slammed it shut so that was just uh, a little bit frustrating 
And then on the last night, I was trying to close the door. Well, and yeah, usually we would do like a close, open, close, open, slam. Like it would take so long to like actually get it. So Lauren is like trying to just avoid that entirely. And so you're going to slam it without any of the like pre-open close. Right, because by that time I had been sick of it. So then I just slammed my finger in the door. (laughs) (laughs) And it hurts so bad. I got a little blood blister. It's better now. I wonder if I have the recording of it. Because I was Marco pulling Andrea. With the expectation that you'll continue to pull me through universal things. Your face was like bright red. I was so I had to turn, turn off the Marco Polo because I was so bad. concerned. I thought maybe my fingernail would fall off later, but it's not even bruised, so it's fine. <laughs> Bump in the road. All right, number three. We're going back to the canoes. <laughs> so yeah, just fully fleshing this out. At the beginning, he's like, make sure like here are the rules. Don't hit anybody with your paddles. Don't intentionally splash anybody because this river water is really dirty. It's really gross. It's green, as you can see. And if you get anything in your mouth, just make sure you chew before you swallow. Ha ha ha. So we're going. There's like some incidental splashes. Not a big deal. We catch up to, (laughs) at the beginning too, the Columbia went by, which is like a big pirate ship that's different than the The steam. Yeah. Yeah. So Lauren is like, oh my gosh, we have to go on that. How cool is that? And we catch up to it later. And they, like, make us wait for it to pass, to get far enough away. And then we start going. And our canoe guy was, like, always insulting us, too. He was like, you guys aren't good at this. Yeah. You're going so slow. Like, I said one, and you went. You were supposed to wait for three. So, um, (laughs) so we're starting to go. And I'm also, we're both at the lead, and so the person behind me was, like, always trying to match my strokes, you know? And I feel like she was getting a little frustrated with sometimes my inconsistency. And at one point, we're, like, headed straight for the Columbia. It's docked, it's not moving anymore. But the Lauren side of the boat needs to turn, so I take my paddle out, because I'm like, I'm, it doesn't make sense for me to keep paddling forward. And the lady behind me was like, are we stopping? And I don't know if she was trying to say that to the guide, if she, like, understood what I was doing or if she was getting mad at me. <laughs> but he's, like, paddling ferociously towards the boat. And well, because he's on my side. Right. He's trying to turn us. Right. But, like, for whatever reason, it's not turning. I don't know whose fault it was. <laughs> The lady in the back was, well, it's also funny because we were heading straight for it, and I was like, I'm glad there's someone in the back steering, and we're not <laughs> steering. And then I said, are we steering? Because we were just going straight, <laughs> barreling straight into this. Oh my gosh. And the, our, our guide just started to panic, because the whole time he's saying, like, we're not on a track, this is all entirely up to you, how fast, how slow, where we go. And yeah, we are headed straight for this um, huge ship. And so at first he starts telling us to like backpedal or back paddle, I should say. Yeah. And it's not working. And he is like giving it the most. And every time he puts his paddle in the water, a huge wave comes into the boat yeah, right on not, top of me and Lauren. He was not concerned about getting anyone wet. He was concerned about we, stopping the canoe. 
trust me when I say that some of that green river water went into my mouth. <laughs> I was so upset, and I was just going, Lauren Monson, <laughs> which you didn't even hear. I did not hear. I was, I was too overwhelmed. Because it was cold, and it was gross. Oh my gosh. And then we, he's like, put your paddles in the water, and that helped slow us down enough, and we, like, missed it. Like just a little bit, like it got Probably pretty like close. Two feet, yeah. The the people behind me were like, I thought we were all going in, because <laughs> I don't know. It depends, I think, on how fast we were going. If we hit it a pretty nice clip, we probably would have tipped. Yeah. But I feel like it, how fast we were going, like, we probably would have just hit it and, like, bounced off. I don't know that it really yeah, would have capsized. Yeah, I'm sure they just didn't want it. it. They didn't want to risk it. Yeah. But it, our tour guide did seem a bit frazzled. He kept kind of going, oh, well, now you know it's really not on the track. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, good memories for sure. The canoes. All right. Um, our number two bump in the road, um, so we rode Indiana Jones in the first thing in the morning because that was kind of the highest thing on our to-do list since it's not at Disney World and it's my favorite ride, one of your favorite rides. Mm -hmm. So we did that in the morning and then we're like, we'll do it again, single rider later in the day. Um, and so then at the end of the day, we were headed over there, the line was like 50 minutes long. And we are like, we'll just do single rider. We got up to the front of the line, and he said, oh, we don't have single rider anymore for this ride. And it's a tragedy! I think they stopped single rider during COVID. Mm -hmm. But they brought it back for some rides, because we did it for some. And it's not back for Indiana Jones, which is so sad, because that always has a long wait. Now there's no fast pass. Like, there's lightning lane, but... You have to pay for it. So, honestly, like, the only ways that I've been able to ride Indiana Jones so much is by utilizing a single rider. And it's not taking advantage of anything. Like, it's not preventing other people from riding. It's literally an empty seat that you can fill. Mm -hmm. So, I don't know why they got rid of it. I don't know if it's, like, it is a weird queue where you would have to take, like, the elevator and go across and take the other elevator down, but... I don't they know. made it work they for made it like work. how many years? Yeah, before. and it increases the efficiency of the ride, and so I don't know. I'm sad about it. I hope they bring it back because I love riding Indiana Jones more than once, and not having to like waste a whole hour mm -hmm. waiting in line for it. So sad. So that that's why it's such a high because like we did get to ride it, but it's so high because it just feels like it affects <laughs> the future trips. <laughs> All right, our number one disappointment there's two because there's one for both of us of course as you know one of the biggest disappointments of, of my life is that bugs land is no longer with us and it's replaced by avengers campus which i boo hissed when i walked through but so now the only bugs life representation is in pixar pier they did play a lot of music i feel like <laughs> the universe was making it up for us because <laughs> they would play a lot of et music and a lot of flick oh, music yeah. but there is a little carnival game, and I spent $10 against my better judgment, because I know carnival games are just so rigged, but I, I wasted $10. But there's the cutest flick, stuffed animal, and there's so many, and it seems like a game you could win. We, we did see people win it. Mm -hmm. I was so tempted to go up to these dads and boyfriends that had just won it for their children or significant other and be like, Can I, excuse me, can you win this for me? Here's money. But I think it would work if you were a child, but like a grown woman coming up to you and doing that feels a little... Anyway, I should have... I was swindled out of $10, but I was not swindled out of my pride this trip. But I can't speak for the future. <laughs> you just have to bring your own baseball player. <laughs> there we go. 
Fun Every day I go on, are you a baseball player? <laughs> Sorry. I'm going to need to take you to California. <laughs> this cannot continue. <laughs> and I would feel such rage at any time people had those stuffed animals around me. Oh, especially because the dad that won, the first guy that won, we were watching other people for tips. And when he won, he was like, we'll take this one. The blue one. The blue one? <laughs> you are not fit to hold flick in your hands. Very disappointing. And it really, like... I wanted to try again. But. <laughs> I know, because I did the first one, and I did not get a single one in. You have to, like, throw a candy corn into Heimlich's mouth. You're supposed to get three of them. On the second time, I did a couple, and then I was like, Lauren, you try it. And she just, like, hooked one in without even really, like, <laughs> taking a moment. And it went in! So then we were hooked. We wanted to get it. Because it, it just feels like something you should be able to do. Right. But it's just difficult. And you only get eight tries. Yeah. You have to get three out of eight. Anyways, we we walked away. <laughs> In disgust. <laughs> so I one thing I was really excited about for the Academy Museum that I'd seen pictures of was um, like an E.T. prop or like the costume. Stuff, like E.T. himself. is. But we walked through the whole thing and I didn't see him. There was other tributes to the film in like the film compilations, which I loved and I filmed every single one of them. <laughs> I couldn't find the E.T. and then finally at the very end, just to make sure I didn't miss him, I went to the front and asked him. I like pulled up a picture of him and I was like, is this not here anymore? And they were like, oh no, they had to take it back into storage for conservation purposes. and. They put the Donnie Darko one there instead. I was like, well, <laughs> great. <laughs> I mean, that's a good excuse to conserve it, but also, what's but the point so of conserving sad. it if nobody can see it? It's so close. So, I did buy myself a, an E.T. tote bag to console myself. <laughs> to dull the pain. I, they did have a whole section of E.T. merch, which was pleasing. Now, we'll go ahead and do our sponsor story. This episode is sponsored by Buster Buckster. <laughs> I wanted to do too. <laughs> but this is the sad thing is I can't really. You're gonna have to help me remember everything about it because I can't find him on Instagram anymore. Oh no, maybe he deleted it. I don't know how we found it. I think it was just the PBS kids, and then we saw it. There was this um, account called Buster Buckster, not Buster Baxter. <laughs> I have the original one. I can't tell what photo it was on, but he just commented, just this account that commented, this is me. I am Buster Buckster. <laughs> it was Lauren and I just thought it was so funny. And then later he commented on like one of ours, right? Or we tagged him in it. I don't remember. There, oh man, I'm so sad. I can't remember or figure this out, but this is the lamest <laughs> sponsor story. It's not actually a story. <laughs> We just thought it was funny. We thought it was so funny. Just this Buster Buckster, because the name's all wrong. Well, and it seemed like he commented on multiple, like, Arthur things. Yeah. I'm Buster Buckster! Yeah. It just did not make any sense. It was so funny. So, it cracked us up in the college days, and it's kind of a deep cut joke, just because it was so random. But it's also the image of Arthur in his, like, money bin laughing. Just maniacal Arthur yes. saying, I'm Buster Buckster. Buster Buckster. And I think the the best part of it, too, was, like, we thought it was so funny, and then a year later it, like, resurfaced. <laughs> and it just was like, oh my gosh, Buster Buckster. So, 
just whenever there's like a dull moment in your life, you can just say, that's me, I'm Buster Buster. <laughs> so thanks to that random Instagram account that gave us such joy. Thanks, Buster. Okay, our next category is our favorite surprises. Oh, okay, so this was the very beginning of the trip. So Rachel was flying separately like an hour before me since she had to change her flight rather from flying from Florida, she was flying from Utah. So I was just flying by myself and I sat down and then I was just getting my headphones in and everything and then this girl walks up to me and she's like, oh, Lauren, I'm sitting next to you! And I had no idea who it was and then she was like, it's me, Samantha Burrell! And then I recognized her. She's, I think she's maybe Caleb's age, like two years younger than me. Just a girl from my home ward, but she has dyed her hair blonde, she has brown hair, and she also told me that she's, she like broke her nose and then had to get it fixed, so that also has altered her appearance, oh. and like no one ever recognizes oh her. Oh my gosh, that's crazy. So, uh, but then we were able to, I like chatted her with a good 30 minutes at the beginning of the flight, so it was just a fun surprise that, like, uh, she was literally in the seat next to me, like that, how could that happen, so... Just a fun little serendipitous occasion. Number 13 are the La Brea Tar Pits. We knew that they were there. We wanted to go to them in 2019. Kind of. It was on the list of things to do. Got to the Academy Museum before it opened and they were like right on the same block. So we just walked over. And it just was funny. We didn't go to the museum or anything, but there are, there are there's like a little bit of the tar pit still visible. And it smells. <laughs> but they have these like big statues of animals trapped in the tar pit and they're so emotional the like so sad there's like a family of woolly mammoths and i guess they're not woolly they're just mammoths and the one like mother is like desperately trumpeting and the like little child is so sad and distraught and the like father has like gone into a state of comatose <laughs> like he's beyond hope and then there are also these you could walk around and it would have like, here's where these animal bones were found. And then you could scan a code and it would have like- A Snapchat filter. Yeah, with the, like a gen an AI version. The animal. Yeah. That so. could be next to you. That kept us quite entertained until the museum For the opened. 30 minutes. Number 12, surprise. Um, so I convinced Rachel, um, just since we weren't doing the Getty Museum, I wanted to also go to the Hollywood Disney Disney Studio store that's right next to the El Capitan Theater that's like Disney's theater kind of um, because I knew I had this idea that they had pins there that were special I, there's these ice cream pins that I I'm obsessed with for some reason they're called the Pin Traders Delight and I really didn't understand how it worked but I knew it was associated with this store so I convinced Rachel to go and anyway that was fun and then but in front, another thing that was on my list of things that I didn't really like prioritize or even tell you about <laughs> was I knew that they had just dedicated a star to Carrie Fisher um, this past Star Wars Day because Mark Hamill was posting about it. And so I kind of wanted to find her star because the first year we went to Hollywood, we like went and saw a bunch of people that we loved just because they were right next to the Grauman Theater. We didn't like go search out people. Mm-hmm. But turns out Carrie Fisher is right next to the Disney Studio store. So we were just walking along um, trying to find her star. And then we actually found like a bunch of people that we love. Like you saw Rod Serling. Rod Serling. Alan um, Menken. Alan, Alan Arkin. Arkin. That was two times. I know. Tom Cruise. Tom Cruise. 
So it's just the Muppets, Snoop Dogg. Oh yeah, just like an unexpected, unplanned. <laughs> what a good picture. Richard and Robert Sherman, X Factor. Cuba Gooding Jr., who is the voice of Buck in Home on the Range. Oh my gosh, you were so excited about that one, and I had no idea. Who I it didn't was. even explain to no. you. No. <laughs> so yeah. that was so fun. And it was also that was the windiest part of the day. Mm-hmm. I bet, like, it, I would be taking pictures, and then I'd be like, whoa! <laughs> and then as we were walking home, the wind was really pushing us along. <laughs> um, Alright, number 11 is the Country Bears, the Moose and Buffalo. And the deer. And the deer. And the restaurant. So, the Hunger Bear restaurant references to Country Bears. So we went on Winnie the Pooh expressly to see the old reference to the former country bears that it replaced and Lauren was like we just can't be in the back or else we won't be able to see them and we literally were going to be in the back and so I had to be brave and be like hi can we be in the front row <laughs> yes we're two grown adults that want to stand the front row of Winnie the Pooh <laughs> oh my gosh um, not shaming people who love Winnie the Pooh you can it just fell out of character for us not yeah. that she would know that but it didn't feel authentic, so it was embarrassing. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> and I just, I always hate asking for ro- requests, usually. I just take whatever, and so it was a sacrifice. But it was worth it to see them. It was so fun. I'm, I am quite sad Country Bears is not in Disneyland. I am, too. Um, but then the restaurant, too, is just based on, it's right next to where Country Bears used to be, right by Winnie the Pooh. But the best part is the the bathrooms are, like, there's a Trixie bathroom and, and a Gomer <laughs> Gomer bathroom, which are country bears. And then the logo, like the picture at the very front of the restaurant, is the same picture of like the country bears with all their instruments, but they're eating sandwiches instead it's of playing their instruments. So cute. Okay, so we'll talk about Moira again later, but she's just my best friend from fifth grade, and um, we just choose someone that's really easy to just reconnect with and. Um, but we were talking to her about Disney, because we went to Disney and Rachel's working and going to Paris for Disney. But, so she said that she's actually, her mom's favorite movie is Peter Pan, and uh, she's named after Wendy Darling, because her middle name is Wendy. Wendy Angela Moira Darling. And so that's where Moira comes from. And I've never known that, because Moira is not a Japanese name. She's very Japanese. Her Both her parents are Japanese. Um, and so I've always been like, why is your name Moira? <laughs> but I guess it's because of Peter Pan. So that was really cute. And it was funny because I had also, it spelled interesting. And so I was just like, oh, like, do you know what, why she's named this? Or, yeah, I don't know. I feel like I'd been, maybe I never voiced those, but I was like wondering about her name mm-hmm. too. So she's so great. Alrighty. Number nine is <laughs> the Casablanca heavy trip. So it's a good thing. I think you wanted to watch it for the classics tour anyway. We watched it. I think I read that there was an exhibit for it at the yeah. Academy oh, Museum. Oh, okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. So we watched it, and then, yeah, the Friday, there was a part of an exhibit. It was like a three-part thing, and one-third of it was on Casablanca, and they had pianos, and they had really cool background information on, like, all of the different expatriates and, and immigrants um, that worked on the film, so like a lot of the themes and connections to the film like had at least deeper meaning to them, which was really interesting to read about. 
And it had like the globe that they filmed at the beginning and it was at the WB tour as well. Kind of one of the Since only it's a WB film. Yeah, one of the only remaining parts that you can visit that like because I think a lot of it was done oh, on a sound yeah. stage. Mm-hmm. But there's still like a the cafe that they eat in front of that they talk about in La La Land, like the window that they talk about in La La Land is right there because where she works is just across the street. So that was really fun to see and be in front of. But then when we were waiting in line for one of the Jungle Cruise rides, I was we were, the song just started playing and I was like, this is the Casablanca song. <laughs> Play it again, Sam. <laughs> I think I was, I like kind of started singing along and I was like, what song is this? And you're like, it's the Casablanca song. <laughs> so... It was just a Casablanca heavy trip. What a good movie. No complaints here. Oh, know. and then they also had, like, the costumes. At yeah, the end of the yep, tour. yep. Number eight. Um, in between the Disney Studios and WB Studios, we just had, like, like maybe an hour. But we didn't have anything planned. We didn't have enough time to go anywhere else, really. And we were already in the area. So we didn't want to leave. So Rachel was like, oh, there's this donut place from... Brent and Link's commercials that's just kind of down the street. So we walked to it. It's called Donut Prince. The slogan is, don't get a divorce, get a donut. Which I don't, I think, I can't remember if Brent and Link really, like, capitalized, not capitalized, but, like, ran Can- with that, that they already had that logo, or if they, like, brought it out of them through, because this is, I think, an episode of Commercial Kings. Yeah, it always stuck out to me. It's like, it's this donut shop that's open 24 hours a day, and it's just this little place it's so cute so it was like i've watched commercial kings a long time ago but i was always like there are like three places i really want to go to maybe four and it's like the red house (laughs) and butt drugs (laughs) and there's a hot dog place that's in california and then donut prince so i'm glad i got to check off at least one of those and maybe chuck Testa, but he doesn't really have a store. Oh my gosh. <laughs> just go oh, check Testa's out. And the Shift It, Shift It guy. Uh-huh. There's just so many classic Red Link commercials. What's his name? Gorg, Gord, Gord, Gorgon. Gorgon. <laughs> I was like, it's not Gordon. Gorgon. <laughs> Number seven. Oh my gosh, this was so magical. We were watching the aforementioned like story of cinema that has all these screens and different angles that are just playing clips from all these great movies throughout the time. Yeah. And we'd watched one round of it. We watched the whole film montage from three different angles. <laughs> and the second time we were watching it, Prince of Egypt! They showed a Prince of Egypt clip, which I feel like is just such a forgotten, underrated film. And I was just so excited. I just made this spagok sound. I was like, ah! <laughs> I was so excited. And Lauren was like, what is that chicken noise? <laughs> but anyway, so I was so happy it was there. And then in the animation portion, they had this like dedication to great musicals in animation, and they played a snippet from When You Believe. So I was so happy about that. And then at Universal in the Kung Fu queue, they had pictures from every DreamWorks film. And so they had Prince of Egypt there, and I was so happy. So magical. Some Prince of Egypt love that is never, never given. Never given. Six. Number six were the Disneyland fireworks. So we were not planning on watching the Disneyland fireworks. We, were, I wanted to see World of Color because I have really good memories of watching that. Um, and it was new. They had a new version of mm-hmm. it. So I was interested in seeing that as well. 
Um, so we were planning on going to World of Color, and then we scheduled an Uber ride to take us home to LA, which is an hour away, pretty much. Mm-hmm. And then we ran into, or Johnny and Ashley came, which we'll talk about them later. Mm-hmm. Um, and we went to dinner with them, and then we worked it out so Johnny would just drive us home. And we would just hang out in the parks with them for a little bit longer. So then we didn't even go back to California Adventure and just kind of hang, uh, stayed in the Disneyland. And it's right when the fireworks were going that we left dinner and we were walking to Thunder Mountain Railroad. And we were watching the fireworks as we walked. And we were both just like, whoa, wait a second. Like, this is really good. And it had, like, I don't know, these this montage of... The princesses, and then it had like Hunchback and Hercules and Belle, and then there was Pocahontas on the castle, and then there was Treasure Planet on the castle, and uh, it was just all these things. I was, we were both just screaming <laughs> as we walked, and like just our eyes glued to the castle as we were walking, and they kept yelling at us, You gotta keep walking, you gotta keep walking, you can't watch here. And we were like, We know, we know. Yeah, all the cast members were like, Keep walking. They could tell that we were very excited about it, it yeah it just was like i don't know something about it's so different to watch things in person than mm-hmm. on a screen later which is why I'll, oh yeah no i can watch harmonious on screen but it's just not the same as being there and being immersed because when i was there certain things i was like this doesn't make me emotional i was like oh my gosh i'm like really feeling it and then when we would watch it later i was like I w- it was just being in the moment, being surrounded by it, I guess, because I don't have the same emotional reaction. The Hercules stuff always gets me regardless, right. but, like, it was like a Sleeping Beauty quote or something that I was like, oh! <laughs> I think it was the Snow White and um, singing I'm Wishing versus I Wonder. Uh-huh, and then when she's like, you know, and <laughs> they say if you dream a thing more than once, you should Oh, uh, yeah. But, yeah, just really fun. And then we watched it, like, three times <laughs> the from next day angles. from different angles. So. so that was a surprise that we were not, and we never would have watched it. Right, we would have been We in, were not planning on watching it in DCA, so. Number five is Pins at Ghirardelli's. So this was mostly Larian's thing that she wanted to go do and see. And then at one point she, it took us a while to find where the, like, the special edition ice cream pins were. And then when we did, she like came and found me and was like, I don't know who this is. You're going to have to come tell me. And I'm like, oh boy. Like, what <laughs> deep cut character is it going to be? And it was Pecos Bill. And my friend Andrea worked at Pecos Bill's. And so she's been like collecting pins for that. And she had just told me about this pin. So I was like, oh my gosh, I have to buy it for her right now. So it just was so serendipitous of like, who is this random? But like, oh my gosh, it's the Pecos Bill. So... That was great. But you also got another couple pins. Yeah, I just got some, like, Hollywood pins of Russell and King Candy. And now you're on the Facebook group, so you can... Yes, I'll be watching the drops. High alert. Mm-hmm. We should just get... Let's just get Moira. Yeah, I'll enlist Moira if there's <laughs> one I really want. Um, number four surprise is the single rider win. So we just... We weren't, like, super set on riding Space Mountain because we do that all the time in Disney World. So we just decided we are going to do single rider, because the line was consistently very long all day. Mm-hmm. Finally found the single rider queue. It's very difficult to find. 
in the it's in the exit and then they always warn you like you're not gonna be together and we're like we know like that's single rider but then we got to the very front of the line and they were asking for party two party two and then or I think they they seated me and then they seated me? No. yeah they did I don't know. they put you first they, I think they sent you, and then they sent me. Like, it was pretty soon after. Like, mm-hmm. they sent us pretty close. Mm-hmm. But I was kind of like, whoa, you're coming with me! <laughs> and so then we <laughs> sat right next to each other at the back of the <laughs> Space Mountain car. And so it was wild, because it was the very back. Yeah. Um, but that was just really perfect timing and just really fun. Our number three best surprise was we had done the Mario ride and the Jurassic World ride. And that, like, the upper and lower lots are just separated by lots of different escalators, and so it just takes a long time. And it was close to the end of the park day, so we were like, we should just do the mummy if we want to while we're down here. And I was kind of, we, they also didn't have single rider open. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was like, we don't need to do this. Like, we can bail. But Lauren is like, what else are we going to do? What else are we going to get to? So I was like, okay, fine. We can wait in line. And it was like 50 minutes to yeah. 60 minutes. It was a long time. So we just kind of, we started playing 20 questions of mummy characters, and that was exhausted pretty quickly. But right when we were about to get into the actual building as part of the queue, there were these people in the express lane, and they were like, to the people in front of us, they were like, this is super random, but do you want these express passes? Bye! And they had a stack. I think they had 11. That's what it said on the scanner. Oh my gosh. And each one, I didn't realize it at the time, but each one let in six people. I thought it was, like, an individual ticket. Mm-hmm. So the people in front of us took a couple, and then they, like, gave some to us, and we just, like, kept passing it around. But so then we bailed <laughs> and went into the express line, which was great because it saved us so much time. And then we made the realization that, oh, we had, like, an extra. And there was nothing else that we really wanted to mm-hmm. use it for anyway. And I was like, fast pass karma, like, it's so fun to pass it on, and receive it and it's literally like the the ability to skip lines is great but i miss fast passes so much just because i miss fast pass karma but <laughs> only because of <laughs> right so at the end of the ride i like tried to give it to this other family but they just were like ignoring me they were they thought you were like trying to give them like to scam them into something or yeah like give them your mixtape or something <laughs> <laughs> but eventually i think they got it if not Whatever. So we were saying the reason we got to do Space Mountain together and the single rider and significantly less of a wait was because of our fast pass karma. Number two surprise. So on Sunday, since we just went home pretty early, like maybe two o'clock, mm-hmm. um, but then we just had the rest of the afternoon to just watch movies and just hang out. And so we finished Nope and we were trying to watch something else, but the Wi-Fi was really bad. So then we were watching Shark Tank. Because, of course, we have to watch Shark Tank on every trip. Don't worry, we watched it also on Thursday night. <laughs> we <laughs> watched it quite a bit. Every yeah. other night. <laughs> <laughs> but Rachel found this clip because we kept watching these compilations, and one of them was, like, Shark Tank Biggest Fights, but there was no Robert in it, but I would recommend watching this. Robert was in the one because he left, remember? Oh, yeah, he got so mad that he stood up and walked like, out. I'm going to say something rude, so I'm not that guy, so I'm just going to leave. <laughs> And Lori was like, don't be like that. That's not who you are, Robert. Come back. <laughs> um, so then Rachel was like, I just need a Robert compilation. So she found this um, five times Robert tried a product out. And 
It was so amazing. It was the best. <laughs> he, like, tried on these, like, um, rolly, almost like Heelys, but they're electric. And, like, this video they're game like, individual console. hoverboards. It was weird. Um, but then he also tried in, and I've seen this ad before, but Same. I've never seen the episode. This, like... Uh, it's almost like a sleeping bag, but it just, like, hugs you. It's, like... It's, like, supposed to be comforting. It's kind of, like, the same idea of a weighted blanket, but not so hot. But it, it's, like, a, an adult swaddle. <laughs> <laughs> so Robert put that on, and he was just laying in the bed so cozy, and then he, like, they, they kept telling yeah. him, like, oh, like, be careful, just put it on while you're in the bed, like, we don't want you to fall. And he was not following any of their instructions, and then he fell off the bed and cut his nose on the table. <laughs> he was like, I'm bleeding! I hate you! <laughs> and then the best one, though, was the ice bath machine. Just, like, this cooler that you can get if you love ice baths. And he got in, and he just screams. And just, like, unearthly sounds came out of him. It was so Sounds I've never heard funny. of him. And he, what did he yell? Oh, they were like, just keep breathing, Robert. Your body loves this. And he goes, shut up! Yeah, it's like unexplored <laughs> regions of the voice. It was amazing. It's so I'll, funny. I'll tape the, I'll record a little clip and put oh, it on Instagram. Oh my gosh, please do. Because it's so funny. It kills me every time. So that was the best way to end the night, for mm-hmm. sure. And our number one... <laughs> best surprise, which I could have partaken in. You did offer it to me, and I just didn't... I wasn't hungry at the time, but part of Kung Fu Panda is the secret ingredient soup. That's, like, a big part of Mr. Ping's personality. Yeah, it's just, that's the thing they're famous for at his restaurant, and then the whole film, like, He's, like, he makes them the secret ingredient soup, and they're like, wow, this is amazing. He's like, well, I don't even know what this secret ingredient is. And then at the end, the reveal is that there is no secret ingredient. The way, the reason it's special is because you believe it's special. And then Poe realizes that he just has to believe in himself, and then he can be the special dragon warrior. So it's, like, super, like, for me, it's, like, one of the most spiritual moments of the oh. whole film. And one of my favorite things, and I love Mr. Ping. Um... But I was just looking through menus, like, trying to figure out what we could eat because we were going we were coming around lunchtime. Yeah, Academy Museum, and we were pretty hungry, we and so it's like, we wanted to eat, like, first go. thing. Yeah. So I was looking at all the menus, and suddenly my eyes lit upon the secret ingredient soup. Secret ingredient noodle soup, and I passed away. Because, <laughs> well, first of all, I realized I probably never would have, like, known it was there. Like, I'd never seen anything about it. Yeah. And it's not even in, like, a Kung Fu Panda-themed restaurant. Right. It's not even really close to the Kung Fu Panda ride thing or theater. So it was just amazing that I even found it. And then it was so delicious. <laughs> like, it, I don't eat a lot of ramen. Most of the ramen I do eat is, like, microwaved. So it just tasted so good. It was very hot. I did burn my tongue. <laughs> I burned my tongue like six other times. <laughs> we forgot to put that in the disappointments. Oh, but it was, it made me so happy. I was like, this trip could end now and I'm, I'm fulfilled. It's true. She literally said that. So I was like, okay, cool. We've seen The Godfather. We can go home. <laughs> but no, I'm so glad it was such a, it lived up to your expectations, yes. which is impressive because they were so high. All right. We've only got two categories left, so we'll continue on down.
The next one is the tour highlights. We went on three different tours. Four different. Well, if we're counting the museum. A self-guided tour. Yeah. We've talked a lot about the Academy Museum, so we're just going to kind of touch on, touch on some of those. But we also went on the studio tour at Universal. Um, the Walt Disney tour, which is very exclusive, and we're super lucky and very grateful to have experienced it. And the Warner Brothers tour. So we've just kind of broken down some of the highlights. Okay. But it's kind of like sometimes it's all grouped in one and sometimes it's split up. So, you know, just bear with us. <laughs> but number 13, <laughs> we had this, there's this section about the Foley at the Academy Museum, about how they make sound and how they like add in what they use to create special effects for sound. And they were using, is it Raiders of the Lost Art? Mm -hmm. And they're like, we use this balloon to create this sound effect to put over for these rocks and different things like that. And it was like kind of interesting and fun. And I love Foley. It is my fourth dream job. So I was I was liking it, but they also, the people in the documentary were just so patronizing. Like they just kept talking down to us. They were like, and now it all comes together in what's called the final edit or something like that. It was just like, <laughs> okay, we're done. <laughs> there was one random section that's like about like the backdrop of a film. And um, how they like used to paint like these map drawings and put them in the background. Make it like forced perspective so it looks like it's really in the background, but really it's just a right, big like, obviously what mural. they use before CGI. Right. So they had a big thing of Mount Rushmore that was similar to like what they would use for North by Northwest. And it really, I was like, this is stupid. But we took a picture of Rachel in front of it, and it actually looks good. It's cool. It looks really good. <laughs> I can't believe what they did to your face. Uh, oh, it's Fredo. Did Kay convince you? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yes. And I got my good mm -hmm. Cary Grant, North by Northwest mm -hmm. running pose. There was also, we've talked about the animation room. It was cool. It had a lot of props and, like, little figurines used in Kubo. There were some Jack Skellington parts. A lot on The Little Mermaid. A lot mm -hmm. of love for Ursula. Ooh, also the short flea that I really loved. They had a lot of stuff on that, which was super cool. There is also this little room that was specifically, it was like circular, and they just had these projections going. We talked about it earlier. Mm -hmm. Of just space film and moments from space-themed movies. Um, so that's the one that had a rival. There was an E.T. segment that I loved. They also had a part of Commando Cody, and I wanted to get a picture of it so badly. <laughs> but I was shocked that they had that referenced. Because I was like, oh my gosh, what a deep cut that nobody yeah. knows. Just like the most random space movies. Like a lot of things I've never even heard of or I have no idea what they are. Um, and the time machine, there's a huge long segment of Rod Taylor. Yes. Which I was happy about because there were stuff about the birds earlier, but there was no Rod Taylor, so... Right. I was happy to sit in a room and stare at his face. Oh yeah, the bird section was really cool. I like that. Mm. Yeah, and it was cool because they, in the compilations, it would like be pretty themed, where it was like different rocket launches, or then different things twirling in space. And <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, it was great. Yeah, it was pretty, it was very relaxing to just sit in there with like the space ambiance. Yeah. The music. Lots of 2001, which I loved. Mm -hmm. We'll just kind of glaze over the WB tour. I wrote Alan Arkin fans only. <laughs> There's, so they took us down one of the back lots that they use a lot in filming, and there's, um, it looks like a, kind of like a judicial building. Yeah. 
that they can use for a bunch of different things, and they used it in Argo, and that was like one of the only recognizable ones that they showed us besides the Batman clips. But it just had Ben Affleck and Alan Arkin sitting on the corner, and I was obsessed every time we passed it. I wanted to take a picture of Alan Arkin, rest in peace. But they so did, much. they were like, and here's the steps where Ben Affleck sat. And yeah. And they were like, well, how about Alan Arkin? Exactly, who cares about Ben Affleck? <laughs> Alan Arkin fans only. <laughs> There's also this cool lot of practical houses, I think before we talked about, maybe that was actually just in the part of them. But there's, on these lots, there's a lot of houses, but they're just facades, and so when they have practical houses, you can actually go inside and film in there and decorate and use the interiors. And so we got to walk around a lot of them, which was cool, because I thought we'd really only stay in the little tram. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was fun to get out of the tram and be inside of the houses. So that was super fun to walk around and see, and he would tell us some stuff that they were used for. A lot of, like, friends, parents, (laughs) houses... But then also a shout out to the bad seed, which I loved in ninth grade, which is great. I feel like he was like, has anybody ever heard of this? And I was like, <laughs> and he was like, okay. <laughs> but just fun. And then we also got to see some of the sound stages. There's like one that's being used currently for a TV show that was really cool and like had different setups like back to back to back. And so it's fun to see that more of how that's filmed because really the only context I have for that would be like I Love Lucy and they only had like a couple of scenes set up at a time so it was fun to see just how many could be utilized and then the huge sound stage which they built and then they wanted a bigger one and so they they like raised the building up and added another 30 feet which was so crazy um is that right or just another I think the total the total is 30 feet and then, but they added like another story. Yeah. But instead of adding like to the, feet. instead of adding to the top, they lifted the building up, which mm-hmm. was just crazy. And they can open the bottom of the floor of the stage and just put gallons and gallons of water yeah. down there for like boat scenes and stuff like that. Um, and that they shot the inception scene where Leonardo DiCaprio is like staring and all the water starts coming in mm-hmm. there. So that was cool to like have a little bit more context of what had been done in there because on the outside they said what had been filmed but like not what scenes or you know right it was really cool and at one point there were like several tour groups in there and then it was just us and then it was just me and Lauren and it was like such a huge building (laughs) and then just us he said it took 10 minutes to walk up the staircases though to get a top I don't believe him um probably if you're google maps watching it (laughs) right I was like maybe seven minutes but 10 like I can run up those stairs. If you do two at a time, oh yeah. Yeah, and maybe it's like, oh, if you're carrying heavy equipment with yeah. you, like, that would take a while yeah. for sure, but the museums that we went through after were just okay, like, they didn't have a ton of props, and I think a lot of the stuff is really modern, I think if it, Lots of superhero stuff, mm-hmm. like Batman and They Wonder did have Woman. some fun costumes from, like, My Fair Lady, that setup was cool. Oh, yeah. But... Some Harry Potter... Just a few Harry Potter props and, like, setups... Yeah, which those were, like, fun, but not, like, wow, Yeah, this was worth $70. <laughs> so, yeah, I feel like it was pretty expensive for what we actually got. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was probably my least favorite tour, but it was still cool. I think I just, like, had these expectations of, like, the classics tour. Like, we're going right. to see Wizard of Oz. We're going to see so many of these older films that, like, mean so much to us. And it was just, like, so much friend stuff, mm. which we just haven't watched. Like, we don't have any sort of emotional right. attachment to it, so... I will say, like, it was really fun to go inside, and I 
was definitely transported back to the days of like really wanting to like work on sets and Aww. work as an actor and I never had like great ambitions of moving to Hollywood or anything like that but I was just like this is so fun like I would love to be involved mm-hmm. in something like that did you have like any re- what were your reactions to I just it was cool to have that visualization of like oh yeah this is how like it they made the film in this house or like they had the lights in the ceiling and I don't know it was just good to see like in with my own eyes yeah Yeah. kind of just have the spatial awareness of how they film it and stuff like that yeah and it is cool to think of like what lenses they need to use to like make the the depth perception work better make things look bigger Mm -hmm. and also like how they need to frame things so that stuff is not in the shot and how close everything is and just like if you're not careful or not paying attention like there's a mountain all of a sudden maybe the sun's not a mountain or just I don't know the ways that they would have to be really careful about their camera work but yeah it made me really want to be a part of (laughs) a production of some sort so I didn't I was like wow this is so much work (laughs) like so many people involved in just one little tv show and for sure so we knew that um nope would be featured in the Universal Studios tour, and I had watched 30 minutes, <laughs> was how far I got. And it wasn't even the part that they, like, really do on the tour. Lauren hadn't seen it yeah, yet. Yeah, so they'll, they drive you into, it's called Jupe's Claim, which is, like, the little western town that he's created that you can go into and, like, do carnival games, kind of, and they drive you into it, and then, like, the power goes out, and, like, Sound all these sounds start coming on, and... It, and I feel like I was the only person who was excited. <laughs> I know. I feel like nobody's... I don't know. Yeah. Because it's a rated R film and mostly, like, families come to mm-hmm. this, so I don't think a lot of families... Well, and also I feel like there it. were a lot of international travelers. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. And like Nope, the, like, didn't get a ton of acclaim from... The people sitting next to us were from Europe. Like, I don't know what oh, they were yeah. speaking. They might have been speaking French or, like, Italian. I, okay. like, could sometimes understand <laughs> what they were saying and other times not. Some weird words. But yeah, I well, I hadn't even seen the whole movie yet, and I felt unsettled because so, it yeah. was it was well done, it was spooky. But it was cool. We got to go through a lot of different lots, and I don't know what like I'm just so used to Universal in Orlando where everything is fake, <laughs> and so when we're going through, I'm just they're like, and this was used for this, and I'm like, it's but it's not. Like I'm used to the backstage or the backlot tours that like used to be at Hollywood Studios, where it's like literally just set up it's a ride and it's like, oh this the great is movie ride kind of yeah it, it was i think star wars is now you would uh, like get on a little tram and it would take you through scenes just like the flash flood where it like set up mm-hmm. and it would just like flood and mm-hmm. then you'd go the next one and it was the earthquake and you'd go the next one it's the tornado and mm-hmm. they used to be stuff like that at universal too so when they would do the effects i was like this is just here for the ride. For us. Yeah. yeah, it's, like, not actually used. And so I had to keep reminding myself, like, no, things are actually filmed here. Like, that yeah. is actually where they filmed Back to the Future, uh-huh, you know? Uh-huh. So I feel like in the moment I was just kind of like, meh, cool. <laughs> and now I'm like, oh my gosh, that was cool. I was taking pictures of it. I know. I'm glad you were. Um, but there were a lot of things that we were telling Johnny later, and we were like, oh, we gotta see this. We gotta see the courthouse square. Is that what it's called? Yeah, from Back to the Future. And we gotta go down this street that the Desperate Housewives apparently was filmed on. And he was like, wow, those are, like, really... I've only gotten to go on those a couple of times. Like, they're always used in production. And then later he was like, 
probably because of the strikes. <laughs> Nobody's working right now. Yeah. We're not shooting anything. So that was also really interesting. I did get to see some strikers on Friday. We drove past. There was, like, only three. It wasn't a lot. But then I feel like so much of our touring was affected by the strikes. And not, in, like, maybe in a bad way because we didn't have any chances of seeing celebrities, mm-hmm. but we got to see a lot of cool production stuff that is normally being used and is close to the public. The Jaws section was really fun, too. It, Lauren got a good video of it because it, it's kind of, like, tongue-in-cheek. It's funny, I think, for us. We're, it's not, like, super scary. I feel like the ride in Universal Orlando was a little bit more, like, intense because you're in the boat. Right. And you're, like, right next to it, and the, it's, like, the whole time. And the our tour guide did a good job of it, but she was a little bit like, oh, no. Oh, he's gonna Is die. Is he gonna be okay? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and... Uh, Bruce still gave us a good spook, but... They just, like, shot water as soon as he was right in front of us and was not expecting it, yeah. so that was the scary. But there is a video that we watched of the last ride that this family went on before they got rid of the Jaws ride in Universal Orlando, and they just kept chanting, shark, 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 so it was fun to do that in real life. Okay, so the Godfather exhibit, we'll talk about that in a minute. But there was, like, one little room off to the side that's not related to the Godfathers about casting. Like, there's no Godfather. And there was a little, like, video going on. And I think we realized, like, as we were, like, there was another exhibit later about, like, editing and stuff that had a ton. Like, we sat there for, like, ten minutes and it only got through two movies out of, like, twenty at least. So many. So there are these really long videos that are just constantly playing and you can sit in and watch for a minute. So we walked into it, and we were just kind of, like, I don't think I was even paying attention. I was, like, about to leave to go back to The Godfather, and Rachel's like, Lauren, it's E.T. And it was the video of um, them casting Henry Thomas, his audition video that you can look up on YouTube where he's so emotional. And then it cut to the real thing of him being really emotional when E.T.'s leaving. So it was just perfect timing of being there, because I'm sure that's probably, like, a 30 minute video at least so we were right there right when ET came on so that was just very good timing it was just funny because Lauren was like filming that but also trying to see the Godfather stuff and she was like what do I choose (laughs) how do I choose (laughs) it was great um then the next one was just talking about the movie clip room which I feel like we've talked enough about but just a lot of really fun it was really fun to stand I'm sure we were super annoying for everybody else in that room but luckily it was the first in the Academy Museum, the first thing that you go to. And so people would, couldn't, a lot of people wouldn't linger. They would be no, like, oh, they were trying clips. to get to the other stuff. The actual yeah. exhibits. But Lauren and I would stand and we'd be like, since there's so many things going on at once, we would have to shout out to each other, like, look, we know that movie. Oh, look, this movie that we've seen together. Oh, look, this obscure reference. So I'm sure we <laughs> were not super fun to be in there with, <laughs> especially if I'm making chicken noises at Prince of Egypt. We were being really obnoxious, I think. But there was, it was just so, it was honestly one of my favorite parts of the museum. Because it, really it just fun. was like, oh my gosh, all these movies that we've seen that we love and like just getting shout outs and seeing all of them together mm-hmm. and just like the story of cinema and what cinema has come to mean and how it builds on each other and 
Oh, it was so fun. And I don't know, I feel like I've always loved those compilations, like... I love uh-huh. a compilation. <laughs> and before, like, the movie starts, it, like, shows all these compilations, I'll always be, like, yelling at the yes. ones that I know. Or, like, like at the fun. Oscars when they have compilations. Right, right, right. Yeah, being able to, like, do that quick recall and be like, oh my gosh, I know that, oh, yeah. I know this, yeah. oh, what is that movie called? So fun. And I can see why non-film lovers would be, like, great. Right, or, like, only liking modern films and mm-hmm. like who cares about all these other mm-hmm. ones or whatever so probably one of the best parts of the whole trip was um Rachel's friend Johnny works doing tours at the Walt Disney Studios in Burbank right mm-hmm. and this is a tour that's only really available for like D23 members or like if you do an adventure by Disney or if you know somebody this is the hardest tour to get into besides like Fox so it was just really special that we could that Rachel knows Johnny and that he was willing to take us that he had an opening that it he was, could take us. It on was tours. so so kind because I reached out and just said like, "Hey, we'll be in California. We'd love to see you." I wasn't even like I was like, "I'm there's no way I'm going to ask him to do this because <laughs> it's like so hard to get in, you know." I was more originally going to reach out and be like, "Hey, we'll pay for a tour. Can we just make sure like when are you working so we get you?" And it's like, "No, you can't do that. Like there's you no can't way even buy yeah, yeah. to schedule a tour or anything like that so I didn't even say anything and he's like oh I can give you a tour and I was like wait really like oh my gosh this is so crazy this is so cool yeah so we're super super lucky and just really really grateful that he was so kind and so willing to take us on a tour oh my gosh it was just so cool it was so magical it was really magical so they just took us through like different buildings that um they've used since the beginning of the Disney company when they were called Disney Brothers. Yeah, it was super fascinating because they bought land that wasn't on the Burbank lot that they're on now, but they built these buildings, and then when they bought the current land where it's standing, they, like, physically moved the actual buildings. Like, not the stuff inside, they, like, (laughs) actually moved the buildings. (laughs) So it was cool when we were walking through the buildings, like, these are the buildings that they were working in in 1923, I guess 1926 is when, but just really cool. Like, these are the buildings that Walt worked in throughout Mm -hmm. the entirety of his career yeah and a lot of them like some of the buildings we went through are just offices like a lot of the stuff is done off-site or Mm -hmm. another yeah because there's walt disney studios and then pretty close to it is the animation building is now where like a lot of the actual movies Mm -hmm. that they're making now are done Mm -hmm. so those are more like offices of like department heads and creative heads but there there's like hallways that just have like like the animation process and different like aspects of making Disney films and there's a whole hallway of pictures of Walt Disney and his history yeah and just like how the animation process has changed over time where like the ink and paint process to then like xeroxing to then CGI and just the the many steps of animation and the the history of it as well and just a lot of originals that are mm-hmm. so beautiful and so cool. Concept art. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and then he did take us to Walt Disney's actual office that they have re- recreated. Created. Yeah. It's got like the it's, piano in it. And he was saying like 98% authentic, like 98% everything is original and put back where it should be. And that even the books, they're upside down. It's because that's how it was in the photograph of the like, what they're using for the reference. And... When we walked in, I really, I like, I love Walt Disney. I don't try to put him on a pedestal. He had his flaws and faults and by no means perfect. And by no means, like, the only way that Disney was successful. There were so many other people involved in creating what we love today. But 
being in the office like really got to me I, I got a little bit choked up <laughs> it was super magical uh, just really cool like you could totally just picture him mm-hmm. in there mm-hmm. and really cool stories that Johnny shared about the Sherman brothers about his own experience in giving tours and meeting Richard Sherman which is just the best mm-hmm. so cool and Richard Sherman playing the piano that he like, and playing feed the birds originated which is, uh, Walt's favorite yeah. and Johnny's favorite and so cool to go and see like the other office where they would do a lot of their planning and working and this big map of Disneyland and all the different attractions and like how it would be for Walt Mm -hmm. and so like Haunted Mansion isn't in yet and it's like on the the drawing board and on the plans but like what is there what's coming so so fun ugh and then he took us to like the Legends Plaza where they have the handprints from just people that have been awarded. Yeah, that have the Legacy Award. Well, it's not the Legacy Award. It's the Disney Legends Award. You're right. Okay. The Legacy Award is the blue name tag. Mm. Um, but the Legends is like, it's like Grommens where you get your handprints, but they're like put up on They've the wall. cast them in bronze and put them on a and wall. The, yeah, it's like people who have made like a significant impact for Disney history. But Johnny was so great. He was like getting into all these like controversial takes where it's like, <laughs> this person's just famous. So like, like Johnny Depp shouldn't have one because he's just famous. Christina like, Aguilera. Yeah. Like, They're just a famous Disney. person. Yeah. Who like was involved in one project. One song. Um, but so it was really fun for me after I've gone through like the deep dive of Disney history and Disneyland, seeing like the Imagineers and I don't know, it's just really fun and remembering all the contributions all these men and women have made. It was so cool. We got some special pins that Lauren loved. It was just so fun because I love Saving Mr. Banks and I've seen that movie so many times and like they filmed on that lot and on that um, in the studios and so it's like here's where they were standing when they filmed the shot and it's just like oh my gosh this is so cool and not only that this is where the real people not just Mm -hmm. the actors I love but like the real people P.L. Travers and Walt Disney and um, Don DeGrotti and so fun so so cool and they do have some sound, sound stages there that they use to film some of their movies but a lot of it is now in different places where they'll use other sound stages and then to finish the tour we went into the disney archives room we didn't like enter the archives just kind of the but they pulled out the oscar which one was it i think it's for like the documentaries that he did early on into the wild because yeah while it was like it, it was i don't know it was so fun to go through with johnny um he has so much knowledge but also is like very aware of like what i know specifically just because we're such good friends in disney but yeah so it's fun it's just so fun to hear all the ways that walt was just so ingenuitive throughout his life Mm -hmm. like i think i told you this i don't know the trash cans that are like this that you push to throw stuff away that was invented by walt disney like that just seems like such a ubiquitous like Uh general thing but lily and disney didn't like like Part of the reasons that she thought that public places were so dirty is because they had the open faces, face uh, garbage cans. And so Walt just like invented that, but he didn't patent it, so he like Everybody couldn't make money off that. of it. Yeah. But how one of the buildings there was earthquake proof, and he built that long before that was even a thing. And Johnny was saying in a big earthquake that that building did better than like some of the more modern buildings that had been built recently. So it's just like Walt is such a progressive thinker. So anyway, <laughs> I'm really going off on a tangent, but. Walt was, like, so interested in creating so many different kinds of movies, which is, like, so frustrating. One of the reasons I hate just these live actions so much 
because it just is such a, a step away from Walt's vision of creating Fantasia and yeah ingenuity yeah really like trying just trying new things and you can't you can't top pigs with pigs I guess I should say because they three little pigs was such a success and they wanted to make a sequel and he's like no we gotta do something new mm. so he loved doing animation but he also loved doing live action stories but he also was super interested in documentary so sorry that was a huge so. tangent <laughs> just to say the Oscar was given for his work in documentary. <laughs> And we gotta hold it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it is so heavy. It's eight, like eight and a half yeah, pounds. It's, it's very hefty. Unexpectedly. Probably the only Oscar we'll ever hold. In, I mean, I never say never, but... <laughs> probably. But it's super cool. Very cool. And so. there is another, there is a girl who came in and was like, I have some guests, can they come in here? And then we were holding the Oscar and Johnny was like, this isn't for you, this is for the tour. Like, <laughs> a very exclusive yes. thing to be able to do. So, but just super fun, super informative, just delightful to have it with such a good friend of Johnny and you. <laughs> but really, really great. Like, honestly, I'll basically tied for first mm-hmm. in this experience. But of course, number one, I, we're saying this is number one because of the podcast in a lot of ways, because it was the reason we went out and because it really did hold up to our expectations, but... The Godfather exhibit at the Academy Museum. I think I was in charge of this. Okay, design. okay. <laughs> I just feel like I really <laughs> commandeered that with my love. That's fine. Um, so we, there was like a big section or a montage of just clips from Godfather's part one and two, which was, we just sat and watched and loved. And then they had so many fun costumes. There were like two from the first film and a bunch from the second. There were these pictures of behind the scenes. There was script pages and just uh, directorial notes and screenplay notes. Um, there were scenes of, like audition tapes and just kind of the developing characters and how actor how the actors like fit into their roles or not. Like there's one of Robert De Niro reading for Sonny and it's so weird. <laughs> just mm-hmm. feel, like Robert De Niro is a wonderful actor, but like Sonny is James, <laughs> James only. Mm-hmm. Um, they had the prop of the horse head because the actual horse head used in the film was a real horse head so obviously that shouldn't be around anymore hopefully mm-hmm. it's completely decomposed. decomposed but there was Jenko olive oil there was the mandolin that was used in the orchestra recording and also used in a Dean, Dean Martin song mm-hmm. there's the lighter for Bruno Tatalia just lots of really fun pictures and everything but the thing that really took our breath away that was just so it almost made me cry like oh it was gosh. just so magical these offices are really getting to us <laughs> the desk <laughs> they had the desk and chair and a lot of the props from don corleone's office and we've seen the ha- exterior of the house but to like really you could just picture him there mm-hmm. so easily and it's the chair it's like you could reach out and touch it almost so yeah it was just they've lifted it from the film mm-hmm. essentially the office and so that was just really fun to be standing not in the office but looking at the office with your own eyes and just knowing that that's not just like a recreation like that is mm-hmm. the desk and chair it really it was just so fun like it's a pretty small exhibit but we spent so much time there and mm-hmm. just like ate it up we loved it so much mm-hmm. and just like having the music overhead the whole time like it's just this is such a magical place yes and hearing like little snippets from the montage mm-hmm. fade in and out mm-hmm. so so fun so many pictures all right, thanks for being with us. We've made it to our final category. This is the people. <laughs> okay, so a lot of these are just like random, quotes. funny, yeah, weird 
awkward instances. Just, these are our friends. <laughs> well, the first guy we'll mention. Um, we were in the um, Stories of Cinema exhibit just watching, being really obnoxious, like, <laughs> looking at everything, shouting out our movies that we noticed. And this guy, he's just really entered, and he just says, oh, are you guys local? And I was like, uh, no, we're from Utah. And then he was like, okay. And, like, we kind of went back to just, like, watching. And, like, obviously we were really focused on trying to, like, watch because they're really cl- quick clips. Like, they're maybe two seconds long. So they go fast. And so, and we'd already tried to watch from one side, and this was our second time watching it. So it's like, we can't, like, stop to talk to you. We're focused. Well, it was just, I didn't know, like, where this line of questioning was going. It just was funny of, like, oh, are you guys, like, from around here? Like, I'd love to, like, talk films with you. Or it's just like, oh, you guys tourists. You know? Yeah, yeah. I, like, couldn't understand what he was So I think he could tell that we, this was not a time to talk to (laughs) us, so he just left. It was funny. That was just kind of a funny interaction. Oh my gosh, I feel like you need to talk about this one. Okay, so this is the guy that took us to church in our lift, our lift driver. When we got in the car at first, it like smelled kind of like weed and like he had a beanie on, seemed kind of grungy. But then I don't know why, like he said one word and I was like, wait, he's kind of attractive. (laughs) And then I was thinking the whole rest of the car ride, like, does all it take for me to like fall in love is for a guy to talk? Like, what's going on here? But then he also like honked at someone later and I was like, okay, see Rachel, he's a friend. (laughs) Because I love honking. Loves a good honk. Honking with a purpose. Not a mean honk, just a let's all communicate here. But yeah, he was very nice. Didn't say much. Yeah. But what he said wasn't. Oh my gosh. And then I was like pretty stressed that we would get a lift or an Uber to Anaheim. I was more worried about it coming back, like with the incoming storm. But our Uber driver, his name was Jorge, he was so nice. He took us all the way. And then when he dropped us off, he was like, and this is where you'll get picked up, too. Like, he was so concerned that we knew what was happening. And he was just, like, overly nice. He was so kind. So, he was great. Another random friend. We were and watching the parade at Disneyland, and it just smelled like weed. And so I just remarked to Rachel, like, who's smoking weed right now? And then this random woman that I had no idea was standing there just goes, right? Like, this is Disney. Yeah. And I was like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just... But, I was like, I wasn't really talking to you. But also, I felt val- validated that, like, oh, other people are noticing this. Yeah. Like, it's not just it's... my sensitive nose. <laughs> so funny. Um, oh, my gosh. This is so great. His name is Tally. Is that right? It's this other Uber driver, Lyft driver, who picked us up. And we were going to the Disney Studios tour. And he was being very helpful and being like, oh, what are you guys doing? Like, should I drop you off at this place or this place? Like, you should double check with your friend because it's saying this is different than what you want. So he was like, we also were telling him like, yeah, we get to do this. And he was excited for us. And he had this really open roof. It was like this big sunroof, but not just a little rectangle. Like it was almost Almost the entirety of the car. So it was really cool. And at one point, it it had been quiet for a while. And Lauren just really loudly (laughs) said, this sunroof is great for seeing all the sights. (laughs) And I, at first, was really embarrassed because I was like, Lauren, you're speaking really loud. And then I realized she's, like, trying to talk to the Uber driver. And he just did not react at all. And it just struck me as very funny. I don't know why he decided he was done talking. (laughs) I don't think he realized that you were talking. He probably also thought, like, wow, she's talking so loud. (laughs) Oh, our very first Uber driver from the airport to our hotel was also very kind and all he pulled out he was like oh 
here's how you control the air and here's some charging stations if you want and it's this huge like probably six feet long cable that's like glowing and like yeah, changing pulsating. lights yes and it pulsating. had multiple charging connections for like any, any kind, kind of phone. phone. But he also was so great because he's like, and there's water bottles if you need them. <laughs> and we're starting to pull out and he rolls down his window and is like, hey, hey, and like sticks his hand out. And I'm like, oh no, like he's getting into a fight. Like <laughs> someone's offended him. But this car pulls out around us and they, their Chat back hatch open. is open. And so he just like really wanted to make sure. He was like flashing his lights at them and honking and... He was just a hero all the way around. The, the a lot of these are just our Uber Lyft drivers <laughs> stories, but well, um, he picked us up after going to Donut Prince and was taking us to WB Tours, and he just got really confused at like which way the app wanted us to go, and he just started driving. He was like, "Wait, do you guys want to go the other way?" When it like is clearly just <laughs> driving in the opposite direction, and I was like, "Oh yeah, but it's okay." And he's like, "Oh, unnecessary." Are you were like unnecessary u-turn he just like kept being like funny about it and then at one point he was just like chatting us up and was like oh man did you guys survive the the tropical storm and we're like yeah it wasn't too bad and he was like yeah it was such fake news and we were just like oh okay and he was like right (laughs) it was real hurricane but it just didn't hit that hard yeah and we also just have to shout out the whole trip. I was remarking like we have only had male Uber drivers, and then finally, after we had just seen the Barbie props at the WB um, <laughs> studio, so that was good timing. Um, there was a girl that picked us up, but she was also very kind. And um, at one point, it like wanted her to just go straight across this really busy street, and she just finally goes like. I cannot cross the street. <laughs> and she just turns left and then she's like, it's not safe. Why would they have me do this? <laughs> and then when she turned up, it like changed the amount that had left. And she's like, I don't care about saving 0.5 miles. <laughs> it was great. She was wonderful. So she was very safe. Very... Oh, and then when we were in line for Big Thunder Mountain, we were right at this spot where the train slows down as it's coming back into the station. And we just like love to wave at people. That's a Disneyland thing. And I'd become really disheartened because in Walt Disney World, people just don't wave at you. And so I just was like, this new day and age, people just don't wave. But no, it's just Florida people who are rude because we had a, every car, every train, except for one train, they all waved back at us. So very kind people. Lots of friends. Okay, so at Universal Studios, we had done the castle ride. <laughs> we're at the end of our day. Like the park is going to close in like five minutes. So we were just walking through some of the shops, because there was one that had, like, stars on it, so I wanted to go in. And it had robes in it, and Rachel is just remarking. She says, I've always wanted to buy robes. And there's this guy that's also kind of looking at robes and looks over at Rachel, kind of, like, with his goofy look on his face, and he's like, now's your chance! (laughs) (laughs) Why are you saying that? This is so, like, I just was, like, deep in thought, because being in Universal had just made me think so much of Florida and like everything that I had done there and hadn't done there and I had best of intentions to like buy robes while I was living in Florida and so it just was like talking to Lauren just you know expressing this desire and he just was like well now's your chance I was like uh-huh you're right <laughs> and then I just walked away still not gonna buy him because he wasn't even like an employee so funny. no he was another customer was so great just so funny the Uber driver was taking us back from Universal to our hotel, and as you may or may not lo- know, Lauren has this quirk. I don't know. I guess you Just don't choose tendency. it. Yeah. 
um, where she sneezes like semi often, but every time she sneezes, it's not just a sneeze. It's usually two, it's often three sneezes. So I have just been trained in our friendship to not say bless you after the first one because I know I'm going to be repeating myself. Um, and so she sneezed once and I'm expecting her to sneeze again, but she doesn't. So now I'm looking like a jerk and the Uber driver just so benevolently goes, bless you. Like he hadn't said anything all car ride and it just was so funny. And then the same thing happened on the tour. That time I think you did sneeze more than once, Yeah. but it was kind of silent and our tour guide was named George and he has his little microphone on and into the microphone he goes, bless you <laughs> so i think great. our north carolina friends also said bless you. they did you're right. so blessed you were so blessed this trip also at universal we decided to get hot butterbeer because it was kind of cold outside like the way the sun goes down it cools off pretty quick in la so i got my hot butterbeer from the hogshead or three broomsticks and then rachel also gotten a hot butterbeer and then she goes up to get her butterbeer I'd already gotten mine and then the guy just says oh it says cold butterbeer and I don't think you even reacted yeah well it's because I was like standing nearby and he's like did you get one too and I was like yep a hot butterbeer and he he, like looked at the receipt and was like it says cold but I had like just been looking at it and it said hot so I just was (laughs) like oh these universal tricksters I was like (laughs) I did kind of I was like oh no So good thing it wasn't me. I would have given him a pamphlet. <laughs> he would have given him what he was looking for. Yeah. Then we went to Turtle Talk with Crush. Of course we did, because I was with Lauren. And it was a lengthy one. I feel like the one in California yeah. is much longer. It's like at least 20 minutes. And he, at one point, picked up a foam finger and was like, does anybody know what this is? And this little boy was like, yeah, I do. And he's like, okay, what is it? And the little boy goes, it's a bow finger. <laughs> and Crush was like... Oh, a, a bow finger. finger. Can you tell me what it does? The little boy was just silent. And he's like, have you ever, do you know how to use one of these? And he just goes, no. And instead of being like, oh, does anybody else know? He's like, cool, thanks. And just like puts it away. <laughs> just drops the whole bit. Like, never mind. <laughs> thanks anyway, man. <laughs> okay, these guys were very special. So when they separated us out for the classics versus the modern tour at the WB tour, they put us usually in like groups of tens like everyone can be in their own little cart um but the classic store is very more limited like there i think there were eight people total Mm -hmm. so they split us into four and four and so it was me and rachel and then this older couple probably like in their 60s they said they had 15 grandchildren so they're up there in years Probably someone you would expect to be on the Classics Tour. Yeah, when we were walking in, I was like, oh, Lauren, we're going to be the youngest people here by far. (laughs) So it was just me, Rachel, and these two guys, um, this couple from North Carolina. And they were just hilarious. Oh my gosh, but unintentionally hilarious. (laughs) Yeah, just so, like, goofy, I don't know. So we get it. Also, as we're, like, having our tickets scanned, every employee is like, this is the Classics Tour, it's going to be from films from the 1930s to the 1970s only and we're like okay like thank you that works they're like is that okay and we're like yep and as soon as we get onto the little golf cart the wife turns around and is like did you guys book this one by mistake too did you mean to book the studio one and we were like no (laughs) i really didn't know what to say to her we both just kind of went no (laughs) And, and then our tour guide was like 
So tell me like what you guys are most interested in so we can make sure we like talk about it. And they're like, well, we really were hoping to do a lot of the modern stuff. And the guy is just like, yeah, we love Friends and The Big Bang Theory and Young Sheldon and just like named all these contemporary. All of the things that are highlighted like in the description for for the the other other tour. (laughs) And it also just struck me as so funny because you have me and Lauren who are like we're in our 20s and then this older couple and of like who's gonna want to see Friends and like these uh, like more modern things more and who's gonna want to see these classic older films and it so it just was so funny to me that it was completely opposite what you'd expect but they didn't even really give us a chance to be like we want to see marlon brando stuff we want to see the older the actual classic why we signed up for the tour but they just were so funny to me the way that they would be like oh yeah can we we got to get a picture with the water tower (laughs) you were also excited for the water tower a little bit but they just were i took up i was like volunteered to take a picture of both of them together and they're like what's your name and i was like rachel and i expected them to be like and what's your name but they just like walked right up by lauren (laughs) they bless you but they don't want to know your name right and they just would make the funniest comments to themselves like yeah i was so we had kind of separated because once you get to the museum you're not really in your group anymore and suddenly I just hear his voice behind me going, walking up to the Elvis costume. He goes, oh, yep, uh-huh, yep, 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 uh-huh, that's Elvis, yep. And that is what, those are the noises that he would make throughout the entire tour that we were together. He like, would just always go. we go past go, some building, he's like, this is where this happened. Oh, yep, oh, yep. uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep, mm-hmm. yep. Mm-hmm. And at one point we passed these parking stalls that have, like, them labeled for the shows that the people are working on. So it's, like, you know, designated parking. And he was like... Young Sheldon! There's Young Sheldon! Did you see Young Sheldon? And his wife was like, yep, I saw it. (laughs) We also, like, passed this nondescript, like, not a cool building, and he was, like, George was trying to talk about the tour, and he's like, oh, I have a question. Is that building back there made to look like a hotel? Like, is that where the stars stay? And then George is like, no, it's just offices. (laughs) (laughs) And he's, like, taking pictures of it. Yes! Oh my gosh, when we were going through the practical houses, this is, oh, I just loved this man. I wish I had gone their names. There's no ceiling, it's just rafters so that they can put lighting and stuff in, which was like cool when you see it for the first time, but they were obsessed with it. Like every practical house we went into, they'd be like, oh, and look at the ceiling. Look, you could put so many lights in there. Like they just were both so fixated on it. And he would just constantly be like taking pictures of the ceiling. With his giant phone. The first one we went into, he was like, now, did you guys board up these houses for the hurricane? George was like, well, no, like, we, we tried to do some tours yesterday, and then it got, like, pretty bad. And he's like, no, but, like, it rained. Like, did you, you had to board up the houses. And he was like, I don't think they did anything. He's like, but it rained so much. And he's like, well, you can see, like, it, nothing's, like, super damaged in here. And he walks into the next room, the North Carolina man. Carolinian man and he goes well, look at the oh there's water right here look at the water oh, and yes, it was you like, got some water here huh like the littlest puddle of just this like <laughs> little pool of water it so was so concerned about something uh, that they just, were obviously not concerned about at the studio yes I just loved this couple they were cracking and I could not hide my face too I just kept looking at you with like <laughs> the wife too she would ask just the weirdest questions that really I was like that doesn't really have anything to do with anything and then he talked about there's stairs to nowhere and anytime we walked in the house that there were stairs she was like oh and there's the stairs to nowhere, stairs to nowhere. 
<laughs> She'd love that. And then they were big fans of the show that's currently being filmed right now that we walked through the sets. And the they just were like, stage. oh my, there's this thing and here's where that, oh, what was it? The 20, the 20 person dance number. Oh, wow. And then they, it was for somebody's birthday or whatever. Like they, the tour guide was like, yep. So, yeah, okay. And he's like, I'm not actually familiar with he's this like, show. He's like, I'm not up to date. <laughs> and then he's like, oh, well, what is this? Is this the bedroom of the... Oh, no, that's the table. Like, they were the best part of the tour. Mm-hmm. It would not have been the same experience without them. They were so funny. Oh, my gosh. Oh, yep, yep, yep. Oh. But he'd also just remark that, like, he'd say, oh, is that the bedroom? Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. 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 Mm-hmm. <laughs> just to himself. Remarking to himself. Oh, it was the best. I was dying. I just loved what they would take pictures of. So I'm kind of sad they weren't with us more. <laughs> I know. They. I think they got pretty stuck at the Friends cafe. <laughs> oh, you're right. I think they were there for a long time. <laughs> we just buzzed right through that <gasps> friend section. Oh, my gosh. Then, as we've mentioned, we got to meet... Well, I got to meet Moira. This was Lauren's fifth grade friend. And I love that they stayed in touch. And mm. they're super great. And her roommate, Nina... Um, they were super, super fun. We got to have dinner with them and eat on their roof of their cool apartment and got some ice cream with them. Yeah, I think the first time we went to Hollywood, I, like, hadn't super, like, contacted or been in touch with Moira, so I was kind of, like, worried about it or embarrassed about it to, like, reach out to her. And then I think I posted in my story something about Universal Studios or something that we'd done with Maddie and Spencer, and she was like, are you in Hollywood? Like, you have to come see me. And I was like, we just did Hollywood today. Like, we're so far away now. So, and then she came to Utah last year, so now I was, and she told me, you have to tell me when you come to California. So I was really glad that this time we could make it work, that we could um, get together. Yeah. And I, she was super, super fun. I really enjoyed spending the time with her. Mm-hmm. There were two really funny stories that came out, though. They were talking about how they were trying to get a third roommate, and they found this artist who is, like, a really good fit because he's going to be gone for, like, a lot of the time because he's going to be touring and doing his music. And she was like, you're never going to believe who we have. Like, or, like, I, maybe you know this guy, so we'll, we'll play his music for you. And take me to church was playing and I thought this too but Lauren like her jaw was on the ground she was like Hosier is your roommate <laughs> and they just died laughing and it became a running joke throughout the night of like their roommate Hosier will be coming soon yeah because they were the next song was their future roommate but and it's actually like a it's a good song, song. Yeah. it's sunroof you've probably heard it I feel like it's all over tiktok where it was like a couple months ago yeah so so it just was so funny and Moira said, she just casually mentioned, she was like, because we could go get dessert somewhere, like, um, she was trying to think of places that we could go to see, like, celebrities, she was like, yeah, we, I was eating dessert at this one place, and randomly Al Pacino was there with his baby mommy, and I, baby mama, <laughs> and I was like, why you saw Al Pacino? Like, she did not realize what a fan Lauren is, and it became another running joke of, like... <laughs> how much Lauren loves Al Pacino. They were so confused. They were like, don't you know he's like 80 or yeah. so? <laughs> they were just, it was so fun to just spend our last night just, just like chill. casually yeah. just spending time with friends. So. Yeah. But also Al Pacino, she's seen Al Pacino. I know. I, I thought you were going to pass away when I, she said that. I almost 
uttered the words, I'm going to kill you. <laughs> I didn't even think to say that, but I was very jealous. Oh my gosh. Uh, of course, we have to give a big shout out to Johnny and Ashley Nicole Cuesta. They were so great. We spent the evening in Disneyland with them and just had so much fun. They took us to dinner, which was so, so nice. And we like I loved catching up with them and hearing different stories and they always have really good takes on (laughs) on stuff and hearing about celebrity encounters different things like that but they're just like such genuine fun people i adore them and we had stayed at their place when we first came so you kind of knew them Mm -hmm. but we hadn't like spent a ton of time Mm -hmm. with them so yeah we really just stayed at their house we didn't yeah spend there was like one time that johnny stayed up really late talking to us about the twilight zone yeah that was kind of it but, so I'm glad you like, got to know them a little mm-hmm. bit better. And then, of course, Johnny was so great in giving us the tour. I just had so much fun. And I just love thinking about, like, back when I was in college and I, at Disney Club with them and, like, probably never expected to continue this friendship mm-hmm. and, like, how it's evolved and just how important Where that friendship. Where you both are now and yeah, Disney. Yeah. yeah, and just, like, how much they still mean to me and how much I still value those friendships five years later. So... Super, super fun. But our number one favorite friend of the trip was their daughter, Mia, who I've never met before, but she was so singing cute. She's three years old. I've met her, like, on Zoom, um, but she just, like, <laughs> Ashley's like, she just has no stranger danger. <laughs> she just loved us. She, like, ran over. I think Johnny and Ashley were like, that's them, and she just ran over, and I, like, got down, and she gave me the biggest hug, and then throughout our time there she just was like in her stroller and she'd be like but hold my hand (laughs) so I'd like have to run up and just like hold her hand Ashley'd be like who do you want she also loves roller coasters like she would she loves Big Thunder Mountain she's like barely tall enough to ride the roller coasters like depending on what kind of shoe she's in it can like make or break (laughs) (laughs) um but the we went on Big Thunder and Ashley's like who do you want to ride with and she was like just pointed at me and Lauren like always wanted to ride with us so so cute I've never felt so loved in my life like oh she was so stinking adorable and even like when she'd have to go to the bathroom she'd be like you have to come (laughs) I'm not her to take me so she was truly a highlight I adore her so much so so cute so sweet we do have a bit of an epilogue of two more stories that we encountered after on the we way home this and then we promise we'll let you go i'll just talk about our last uber driver <laughs> um just had kind of a weird like dance remix going the whole time it's a long ride from it was from Hollywood it was weird because we didn't use any freeway like it was all surface streets and i wonder if the freeways were just really backed mm, up from traffic on yeah. monday morning yeah so <laughs> then suddenly the radio just stops going and there's just like this snoring noise <laughs> like this man snoring and i thought for a second i was like did our uber fall asleep At like, the wheel. yeah why is he snoring and then i was like is it rachel because he was like moving around so i knew he was asleep <laughs> it was a man but then he like changed the channel so i don't know what kind of commercial had come on but it really caught us by surprise so funny and then we were going through security, and they didn't have us take anything out of our bags, so they didn't take our shoes off, so it was super quick, and then we saw my little bag go beep and get pulled, and I was like, itch my microphone, 
and sure enough, he's, like, opening the bag and has the x-ray up, and I can see it's, like, highlighted in the perfect shape of the little <laughs> microphone. Because we brought the microphone, because we were like, maybe we'll have time to record it while we're in California. And we didn't. But he pulls it out, and he's like, what is this? And I was like, oh, it's just a microphone. He was like, it's a weird-looking microphone. And I was like, oh, boy, is this about to get confiscated? <laughs> but then he put it back, and he, like, yells at the TSA officer. He was like, it's a microphone! <laughs> he was, like, so disgusted. But... Or just like incredulous, yeah. like why would she have a microphone on her, <laughs> on her carry-on It's California, luggage? come on. But so funny. Just like a funny thing. He thought it was funny that you had one, I think. Yeah, it just was. It was a really great trip. I think I was like pretty stressed with how close it is to me leaving mm-hmm. and the timing of it like isn't the best. And the hurricane definitely threw us for a loop for a bit <laughs> there, but totally fine. So many fun surprises and mm-hmm. the disappointments and bumps in the road weren't enough to derail the trip (laughs) but so grateful to our friends and the memories we've made so definitely a solid trip you took the words right out of my mouth pg